There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Forever. Dog. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Oh, yes. Goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las culturistas. Ding dong, Las culturistas calling. It's Sunday. We're drinking sparkling rose. Because our guest came in and said, it's Sunday. <laughs> I brought rose. 100%. And then the reveal was that it was sparkling. Yeah, actually, that, that was actually uh, most pleasing the, to me. M- most pleasing to me in my career, she buried the lead there, though. The sparkle yeah. is kind of what you come for. It's absolutely what you come for. And honestly, in this, in this the holiday times, mm-hmm. because don't forget that is what it is, um, you know we got to be celebrating with a little bit of sparkle. we got to celebrate with a little bit of, sp- a bit of sparkle. It's the poinsettias of beverages. You know, there are times when I, I, I do like a Prosecco moment. There's times when I do like a like rosé moment. Rose moment. And you get sp- the best of both. And and here we get the best of both. She brought damn Vov. Vov. Is um, it Vov? It's Vov. See now, this is this an expensive moment? Absolutely. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trash. I'm trash. I'm trash too. <laughs> Honestly, so the other day I had to go buy wrap gifts for everyone. Oh, that's and so sweet. I, for, for a game show, and I, I was like, hmm, what's what's good to buy? And I yeah. went into the the you know the liquor store as yes. she's called, in this town, and I went in and I was like. Where's the Vove? I was like, I feel like that's like a yeah. high class thing. And what did someone say? And I, well, I didn't ask that. I was embarrassed. Oh, okay. So what I ended up doing was I ended up buying um, just some nice. Uh, I, I it said champagne on it. I mean, I don't know. 
It is a product of England champagne. A full champagne bottle? $60. Is that, is that, is that okay? <laughs> is it you, uh, one bottle for every single person? No, just the, the, I got the line producer something and I got our producer well, a Jack something. It technically can't be champagne unless it comes from France. It comes, it comes okay. from the okay. area. From the area of champagne. Yeah. Okay, and so this is culture. We have a culturista with us, apparently. She is... She is the opposite of trash because she class she outclasses me every damn day. Well, I'm not going to dispute you on that. It's truly true, and because I know you, you know me. But then she will come in and she'll be like, "What the fuck?" Are, she'll either compliment what you're wearing, or she'll be like, "What the fuck is this?" Or "What the fuck is this?" All right, and I, I kind of want to hear. I kind of want to hear from her in a second about what your ratio is, what you particular ratio is, because I we we ratio. know that ratio like ratio to what the fuck is, from what the fuck is oh, this yeah, to yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. slay uh-huh, uh-huh. but um i will say in order to set this guest up you have to talk about that she's literally one of the funniest people ever one of the funniest people ever um i fucking love watching her perform she always gets my mind going yeah i met our guest at jfl we were the same class jfl and i fucking i remember i was in the i was watching the new faces stand-ups and i was like oh this doesn't even feel like a new face moment this feels like a moment it's my a moment. mother and father were there oh. and they were my mother could not stop speaking about it and let me tell you something some of the content not for a lot of moms but but my mother she crossed my over filthy mother she was dirty. But our guest can cross over into the mother mind yeah. and still appeal to that sector. And it's very fascinating to watch your mom watch Sam J perform because like sometimes she'll be like she went off on this one thing and that and I was like, oh my God, this is this is untamed. This is wild. Mm-hmm. And I just saw my mom. I turned around and my mom was clapping like a <laughs> seal. A, like like a damn seal, like a fool. Like a seal fool. fool. You know some of these seals up in SeaWorld that act like fools? fools. This is my mother. And I'm telling you, it was sort of like she was talking about like I, I think it was a joke like like I I, I can't, yeah. do not remember it what it was, ago. but it, it was like I I, just, I was shocked to see my mother respond yeah. in this way. This was years ago, decades. Oh my god! But I was like, okay, my mom is standing. My mom is standing. Well, listen, you can check her out. Comedy lineup on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Right, damn album out. Right tour. Right tour. Um, and her special is going to be so fine. Here we fucking go. Um, oh, she told me the name, and I think it's a really good fucking name. Go for it. Say it. Well, well oh, wait. You, you say it. You say it. Uh, three in the morning. Three, three in, the morning, in the morning. Because it's those thoughts that come into your head at three in Love the morning it. that are Love pure, it. clear. You have clarity. I mean, and she can she can expand on this more. But we want to welcome. It's brave it. to name your special after a Kamala Harris campaign slogan. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So please welcome to your ears, Sam, Sam J. J. What's good, Hi, Sam? Hey guys, you guys are entertaining. What? Let me tell you, that's I actually was, that was actually the idea. Like, this is good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you were coming only... here expecting two fucking boring ass people. I was very entertained. <laughs> Imagine if we like just had flopped and were boring in front of Sam J. Come yeah. on, now you got to turn it on. We have the we have we have the star here. I flop all the time. You do not in front of Sam. Well, in front of Sam, <laughs> no, you flop. Don't. So I'm, I'm done with you and your self-effacing share... bullshit. You're a star. Right. I sh- I share a damn. Stupid. I share a damn dressing room with dressing room with Chris Rad. Yes, the prince of all princes. We love. And then sometimes Sam will hang out in that room as she is welcome to do, and she'll she'll be sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? I gotta. It's like she belongs here more than I do, and I'll leave. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I actually, I actually agree. I actually, I'm gonna co-sign. I just yeah. been because it's been Chris's room for like yeah three years. Three years at this point, yeah. So I've always been. I in know, there. I know. Sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, I hope I'm not making for who? Love. For you? No, I'm. I'm no, running around all the time. He's in your space. I'm in- <laughs> 
That's true. That is true. I don't know in that place. <laughs> Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Wait, okay, three in the morning, and then because you, you like went into this beautiful explanation to me when you told me. Oh uh, yeah, man. I just think it's like the 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 part the time where this album is actually. I mean, this uh, hour special is actually getting made. You know, like yeah. three a.m. is when I'm usually getting home from my solo spots that I've been uh-huh. in all late. If I'm going to argue with my girl about being out all night, probably happens around uh-huh, three in the morning. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm up She is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Stunning. Yanis and Monet. then one of the nicest people ever. Beautiful. Nice. Um, kind. So, yeah, it's just kind of where I feel like the the grit and the the stuff that's going to make this hour feel good. Mm-hmm. Did you say that's, that that's where it's you, coming Totally. From. Did you say that's when you write a lot too or no? Uh, it's what I'm thinking a lot. I'm processing yeah. a lot. Like usually I get out the cell maybe two, two thirty mm-hmm. and I'll like take a long cab ride home, mm-hmm. kinda listen to the tape, mm-hmm. think. You know. Yeah. Wow. Do you get a lot out of watch listening to yourself back? I hate to do it. Yeah. Uh I don't do it unless I have a thing going on. Like I'm preparing for something. In general, yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. But it is kind of crucial when you're like putting an hour together Trying just to, refine. to yeah just to remember certain tags that you're not gonna remember you yeah. know just beats and stuff that and just also kind of trying to figure out those segues it's kind of important to like hear yourself mm-hmm. to kind of figure out like oh this is where I was trying to go you know yeah yeah that's beautiful that's perfect I always th- I always um I'm, whenever I see myself back I'm like oh I'm pausing a lot like, yeah. I, I noticed that like it, what feels like waiting for like some things to subside actually is just like you're not but is that you bad? gotta get back into yeah. it for you is that bad well when you're trying to put a special together I would imagine yeah, yeah, you yeah. want that shit to feel really tight yeah I think you want to I don't even know though. see I don't know if it's I think that's more of a like mm. a late night spot idea. right, right. I sure think sure with a special you want a little breathing room. Yeah. you want it to breathe a little bit you want to sit in, in moments you don't want to feel you know but you want everything to be funny but yeah. I think you do have a little more opportunity to like sit in spaces with stuff and mm-hmm. not feel like Gotta get to the next show. Gotta get to the next show. Gotta get to the next show. Because you can cut around it if you go over or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. I don't even think the time. I don't really think about time. Yeah. Anyway, it's just like when I'm done talking, that's when it will be done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because like if I if I have the time in my head, that's just another layer of Uh shit to make me like yeah go crazy over that Mm -hmm. like really doesn't fucking matter anyway. So it's kind of like. Even if I don't even care if the shit lands at forty five, like yeah. if yeah. it's a good forty five, then it's a good forty five. Perfect. Yeah. You oh, know what I mean? Perfect. Like if it's good and it does what it's supposed to do, I'm not gonna trip over fifteen minutes. Yeah. Or I'm not gonna trip over five minutes. I'm just gonna go up and talk until I have nothing else to say. Yeah. Perfect. And I feel like it's complete. You know yeah. what I mean? Who's whose specials have you seen recently that you've been like, okay, they did it the right way? Oh man, I don't watch specials. I'm such yeah. a no. fucking weirdo. No, so. no, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of specials. I feel like that's I, smart. I don't like to see. A lot of people's stuff and then be like influenced or even feel like, oh, now that I've heard Dave Chappelle's is about trends, that I can't do anything trans. Like, it's just uh-huh. a yeah. lot of stuff gets in your head. Yes. yes. So I just try to keep my space from stuff like that. Yeah. I did watch Chappelle's new special because it's Chappelle. It's yeah, like, I'm not going to not watch it. Yeah. And I watched like Rocks, Tambourine. And I would say, like, out of like a person that kind of did a, a first special that I admired, their first special and was thought, this is on the level of what I want mine to feel like. It may not be. Exactly that, yeah. and it, it may not have that full circleness that this special had, but it should feel like a moment like that yeah. was wow. Allie Wong's. For Allie sure. Wong, yeah, five. for sure, was probably one of the best specials I saw in the last five six. Yeah, years. yeah, it was like debut for a like debut, debut special. Yeah. It was incredible. She's yeah. like you know? a machine gun on stage. It was, it she was, is. it was so good. It's it was wild. so good. It was yeah. so good. It, she just like seamlessly. I keep watching 
that one back, Baby Cobra, and I watched the intro where she just like slips into it. Mm-hmm. She's just like, okay, I got to get out of here because I have to That's pee. That's what I've been focusing on lately. The intro, the beginning? The intro. It's like, how do I want this party to kick off? Yeah. yeah. You know, because I do want it to feel that way, just like casual. I kind of feel like I want it to start in the middle yes. of a thought a bit. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. see how that feels. So yeah, yeah this, those are like the, the pieces now, the ins, the out, you know? The ins and the outs. I Wait. feel like the middle is all there. It's just like, how am I going to get in this thing? How am I going to get out of this yeah, thing? Right, that's right. Important. Wait, I, I'm i a dumbass. Did you record it already or did you shoot it? No, you're about to. Yeah, February. February. And where is that happening? Atlanta. Atlanta. And that's going to be, I think, really, like, how involved do you get to be with Netflix? I mean, this is probably like a network-specific thing, but, like, are you, you're going to be editing this thing yourself, too. Or you're I mean, I will be there. In the, yeah. yeah, I'll be yeah. there enough to know that they, they're doing what I want done. Yeah, you know? yeah. For sure, which will be awful because that means I have to watch myself, which is gonna <laughs> drive is me hard. insane. You get, yeah. I think you get better at it though. Like I used to hate. I just listening. don't like watching myself. Yeah, it's, 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 it sucks. I don't do it. I don't watch anything. Yeah. I don't yeah. watch anything. I didn't watch my Netflix fifteen. I didn't mm-hmm. watch my Comedy Central half hour. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't watch TV. Appear. I don't uh-huh. watch shows that I don't. I don't watch yeah. Broad City. I don't watch anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I make it I'm up. the same way. I feel like because. Is it because you feel like you're doing comedy all the time that it's not something you want to be like? It, yeah. Also, it's there's nothing I can do. It's yeah. done. Yeah. So if I watch it and right. I'm like, oh. Yeah. It's just like, why put myself <laughs> You're not going to get the stage again. But yeah. I can't do it. It's yeah. over with. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what I just, uh, mental health really. Yeah, it's the healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Is there any purpose around watching it so that the next time you do something, it'll be like different or something or no? I mean, it's like, I know the shit I did up there. I know what felt wonky. Yeah, yeah. But because you know what's going on now, though, is that I taught Chris how to use Fine Cut. So we use this app at work where after a sketch is blocked or after after it rehearses, it immediately gets uploaded to the server mm-hmm. and then to this app where you can just pull it up, pull up like a video recording by day, by sketch, by the rehearsal or whatever right. stage it's at. And Chris and I are just in our dressing room, sitting across from each other, silent watching ourselves back on this like just constantly 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 just to like fix things because i think we need to but it's also like i don't know what this is going to do to my mental health long term i mean i think it's like if you're like a a sketch performer there's probably more need to do that yeah yeah you know what i mean i mean it's like it's like i don't know what the fuck am i gonna watch on stage and go oh i didn't like the way i walked to the left yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I, I, I would have, is it hard with the, like the blocking of it all at SNL? Like, is it weird with the cue card? I, I literally like. Is it's, it is it a weird state of being? It's just yeah. It's just super technical and like it's. it's I used to watch and it was just too crazy, man. Yeah. I know. I just remember being stuck like, oh, you say and too much, and then like, yeah, why are you why are you touching your face right there? It's just <sighs> like just being so. I know. Because you're watching yourself be yeah. on stage. It's not like it's not like you're perfor- playing a character where it's like, oh, I sh- I, I could have done this and hit that beat a little yeah. bit harder of this sketch. It's like you're watching yourself yeah. exist, so you're gonna critique your own existence. Yeah, <laughs> for me, and it's, it's like yeah. at some point, just it's nutty. Yeah, no, not, not a thing. For me, it's just watching myself and seeing through the bullshit and like the artifice and I'm like, ooh, I don't do that in my normal life. Mm-hmm. Why am I like adding this affect? Why am I like doing that? Why am I touching my face like right. that? Like I don't do that shit normally. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. It I might be a like little a 50, unhealthy. 50. I think- <laughs> now, now when you describe it, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's good and bad. I yeah. just think I'm at a place where I'm past doing that and well. I'm just kind of like cool with how I am and like, it's it's just gonna be what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's <are>. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, hearing Sam J laugh. At, in any scenario, but especially at Wednesdays at read throughs, it's like that's like the best laugh in the whole room. Oh, Truly. Really? I, I, don't, I didn't have, know anyone could hear it. I hear you like, <laughs> I hear you like do like the high pitched snicker, like, <laughs> like I'm just like, <laughs> Sam is laughing, like <laughs> fucking. I'm like, okay, great. This is this is good. Like, we're we're we're, we're going. I love when it's fun. I love when I'm laughing. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like happier when nothing, I have nothing in the first half, or yeah, like I just like to get myself out, out the way. Or like it's closer to the end, so I can just like chill and yeah. listen to the read. Uh huh. Uh huh. And just be like entertained. The worst is when you have something in the second half. How long is it all together? The table like read three and a half hours. Seriously? Yeah. 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 Each each half is like an Jesus. hour and twenty minutes, yeah. and then there's like a twenty five minute break in between. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of sketches to go over. And you really are like winded, like on either side, both as a writer and. How are you feeling at the table now, right? That's so it, different. It's so different. Your first day, I was so proud of you. I was like, oh, Aww. it's back at the table, dealing with table shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. It was fun. And then. Um, You're killing it. Thanks, babe. Um, that means a lot because the feedback is most important of the people who like know what goes yeah, into the, it. Yeah, the, the people that are like yeah. peers with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thanks, babe. Um, what yeah. are the snacks like? Do you? Did anyone eat the snacks at the table? Oh, everyone eats the snacks. I just, I eat some of them. Some of it's crazy. Yeah. Some of it's like Most stale it's peanut bad. butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like this weird chicken wrap that looks like it's been out for days. The chicken and then, wrap is bad. And people eat the chicken wrap, which I think is insane because that thing looks wild. But like, there's also <laughs> good candy. Okay, craft services. Hope you're not listening. <laughs> there's also good candy, and yeah. there's like you know fruit, and like yeah. there's some like. I, just like whenever, yeah, whenever yeah. like it gets posted on the Instagram, like this the actual spread, it's like that looks like a fucking feast of like appetizers. It's it's the table is covered. Oh, and it's there's covered. some weird meat on a stick that just be out too. That looks super sus. There's weird meat no. on a stick that's out. <laughs> meat on a stick that's sus. out is not. It's just it. none of it looks like it came from anywhere. That's the no, other problem. Yeah. It just appears, and you're like, I don't really know where, where any of exactly. these items come from. Where were this? Where Where's was it stored? <laughs> right. Where was it stored? Where yeah. was it made? There's like really no answer. And then outside the room in the hallway, there's just like a table full of like roast other beef sandwiches. Food. Like someone will get cats. Or like tacos and just like throw it in the hall. And oh for some reason, God. it's separate from all the other stuff. Anyway, this is this is such. And a, it's all cold. None of it's it. It's all cold. No None hot food at the table. No hot food at the table. Well, with the three and a half hour fucking situation. I know, but then what? I'm so I'm in Leslie's old seat. Yeah. And Leslie would bring like specific snacks that like all her <laughs> like all her table neighbors would eat. Like so, Kyle, Heidi, and Aidy would all like eat from Leslie's snacks. <laughs> and she brought like those giant cinnamon gummy bears. She brought like uh, like spicy cheese. It. She brought like all these like wa- wacky but good things. At least yeah. you know it's like store bought. It's from right. the actual packaging. You see where it's all like, yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna revive it anyway. So Leslie was such a present. <laughs> Leslie was such like a presence. Is her absence felt? I think so. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. 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 But um. Anyway, it's that that's like the table read snack situation for now. Wow. Um. I I was wondering if it's like a bunch of actors who are like scared to touch the food because it's a test. Oh, like the host ever housing the food? <laughs> no, because Lauren is just like reaching over all the time, oh, really? like, grabbing a grazing. Yeah, and he's always grazing. Getting his grazing. edamame or whatever. Yeah, baby. Oh, I love edamame. Yeah, edamame is always on the table. Always on the table yeah. when I when I'm consulted. Wow. <laughs> if I'm part of the, if I'm party to the decision. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Um, are you excited that it's Atlanta? Did you pick that it was in Atlanta? I did pick Atlanta. Great. Why? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to do it in Boston because I was uh, f- worried. 
because what's your relationship with Boston? You're from Boston. Yeah, but like my whole like, family lives there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was, I grew up there my whole life. So I just thought it was going to be too much. Yeah. Know? Lots of balance. To me, yeah, it's just hard to balance. And it's like my first one. And I already know I'm going to be in my head a bit, yeah. you know, and yeah. I just need space to like create. And I just felt like it was just going to be too many friends, too many family, yeah. mm-hmm. too much access, yeah. just too much, too much, too much. You got to get the mix. Um, Whereas in Atlanta, I lived for a long yeah. time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I went down there for college and stayed. Uh, so it still feels like home. Yeah. I still have friends. And it's not too far that like family who gives a shit enough can fly there or sure, whatever. You sure. know? Uh, but it will eliminate some of that like noise of just randos and yeah. whoever that wouldn't, you know, in Boston can just walk up the street, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and then plus it's a black city and I, I wanted a I wanted a good amount of black people in yeah. the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um especially with the type of material I do, I don't ever want it to, to come off as if it, I only play it to a, to white, a white audience. audience. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, that was important. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta's very gay and black, yes, which was yes. also super important yep. uh, to me to just have myself represented in the audience. Yep, you yep, know? Yep. Um, and that's really why. At the end of the day. That's a huge deal. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Those that's a great com- that's a great comedy city. We did not I don't think so, honey. There and it was it was yes. really one of our better shows. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you For like sure. Boston? Like culturally? Like do you like being there? <sighs> that's a tough question. It's tough. It's tough to get asked about your hometown and realize. Well, yeah, I know yeah. that, it's but so like, because it's. It's like it is bad for certain, for like obvious reasons. It's racist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also like where I grew up. You yeah. know yeah. what I mean? And so like, there's also a whole black culture that doesn't really get exposed or mm-hmm. or talked about. That mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I loved. You know, and it was my whole family was there. So it's like, it was home for me. It was, yeah. So it, for me, it's love. It's home. It's the things I grew up with. You know, it's not. Racism, but right. that was definitely a part of yeah, it. I, would and I was definitely aware that that goes on, but I don't even know if it's more racist than any place mm-hmm. else. Right. Like, I feel like it's so weird when people say like bosses. It's like I don't, like, I don't know if I felt you know. Well, I feel it like was more racist than New York, sure. or more racist than you know. Yeah, Everywhere, I feel like I get yeah. a very like patriarchal energy from Boston, where it's just kind of like I. Whenever I think of Boston and I let my mind go, it's kind of like I scream. I feel like oh, I picture like, and this is not fair, but like oh, a drunk white dude screaming in the streets. <laughs> like it's kind of. Well, like, I mean, that's an accurate <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> frame for yeah. it. Yeah, it is a very white town, and and I guess that is the racism that's different than other places. Is it's a very white like institution type town mm-hmm. sure so they do like push black people to the corner of the city you mm. wouldn't really know the the city had a black identity if you didn't right. know where to go to find sure, it sure sure you know what i mean yeah. you would just assume it's all back bay and, right and, you know colleges and stuff so i don't know yeah it's a give it's a love hate thing I guess. yeah i get you but here's what and i i don't know if this is just like a lazy way of thinking i feel like every city in america like just contains multitudes and that's it like truly like Everywhere you go, like, and especially like Matt and I traveling last year, and probably you, like, from touring, it's like, I go to different places and I'm like surprised at, like, oh, how similar, like, how the common themes are all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, truly, like, across the board. For sure. Like, everywhere's, like, all these places are, like, like the, for better or for worse, like, the themes are all there consistent where it's like, okay, oh, so this is a neighborhood that's getting gentrified. Right. That mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can know, see it, like, which is weird because, like, uh, that's the truth when they say, like, traveling makes the world so small. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> and you made a face. <laughs> You're <What>? like, <laughs> yeah. It's you like, know? but it's like going to like, because I'm going to every city now, and every what every place tells me, like the the locals will come up to me and be like, yeah, like Houston or Portland or Chicago or blank or blank or blank. 
we have a really bad history of segregation. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Every city has a bad America. <laughs> America that's, yeah. that's America. America. It's not the, unique to like these. Yeah, cities. it was. There was no like place where they were like, we're not doing it. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, everyone was kind of doing it at yeah. one point. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it was. It's like fucking Atlanta now. Like my sister's like in Dunwoody, where it's like she's with all the fucking white people, mm-hmm. and like that's great, and like she's they're happy there. But it's like I whenever I go to Atlanta. I don't. I just go straight like north to fucking, you know. Right. And you see a whole nother Atlanta that someone's on the east Sandy side, Springs. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in Decatur, you know. Right, and I'm like, oh, I would, I would like want to sort of get like a like a good sampling of all of this, and like that's why I like, I try to like go to like Midtown every now and then when I when I'm there, or just like when Matt and I were there, we just get we'd, your we'd gay on, yeah, get our gay. We went to Pond City. I'm always City. shocked that there's like. <laughs> gays in every city. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Like whenever <laughs> so like when we went to like we did like um. Like when we do, we went to Texas yeah. and did shows there and people showed up for the shows. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're out here. And then honestly, it's like, because our show has like 30 comics on it and it's majority like women, people of color and LGBT mm-hmm. people. And it's just, it's, oh, it's always just interesting that they're, there's like a scene there, yeah. but there's not like an active scene in every yeah. city. And yeah. so that's something I think we take for granted in New York. 100%. It's like these shows aren't just popping up everywhere. So I guess I'm curious about I think like. That's something that also not to be this person, but I also go. think that's something that white men take for granted. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's very hard to find active black gay scenes anywhere. anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even in like, it's like Atlanta has one, but yeah. even in New York, it's not really like. It's a, not out there. Mm-mm. It's not exposed. Yeah. Boston. Mm-mm. Yep. So it's like, if you do want a party, you have to go out with the white gays mm-hmm. and mostly white gay men. And yep. that's yep. just going to be the vibe. And yep. then there's like four, like, and it's especially hard for lesbians. Cause we don't even I go know. outside. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a whole nother thing to fucking deal with, <laughs> which is like yeah. insane. But you I'm, and y'all went to poppy juice. I know. I, I mean, it's like, I loved that. I'm glad I'm in a relationship now. And like right. me and y'all will go hang. But like when I was out here just trying to be like single dyking, it was miserable. Yeah. I'm like, even when lesbians go out, we couple out. We go out I in know, couples. There's not a lot of like yeah. single lesbian scenes. Right. Like hookup scenes all, except for Atlanta. Except yeah. for Atlanta. Oh, really? I was in it heaven. Is that way? What, what is in Atlanta? <laughs> describe it. Describe it. Atlanta is just, it's like what you would think Atlanta is, but yeah. just gay. Just gay. It's so just, it's like the yeah. same stuff. It's like booty music. It's like, car- yes. you know what I mean? Like, it's like trap music. It's, uh-huh. you know, old Atlanta bounce and stuff like that. And like, that's what the club will play yeah. and just like play with our people listening on the radio, mm-hmm, but it'll just mm-hmm. be like all lesbians. This is the first city I ever experienced that where you could go to a club that called like 300 people and it would be full of black yes. lesbians. Wow. wow. And it was like, okay, everyone in here is like available to fuck. Yes. This is yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. That, that you, you're, you're describing that and it's like, and I'm sorry to say this <laughs> from, from my own fucking loves, but that sounds so rare. It yeah. is. Like just that no, specific it is. scenario. Like where you could like listen to Megan Thee Stallion and have mm-hmm. a chick like twerk on you and be like, yes, this oh my is God. exactly... And not have to listen to like a weird house version. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It just is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Let music be the music. <laughs> Wait, really quickly, really quickly, I have to say before, but I do want to keep talking about this, but I do have to say that Sam J is the reason why I listen to Megan Thee Stallion. She really? At work on a Saturday so by one proxy, time. So same. 
Yeah, but, oh, yeah, exactly. Brought, Bowen brought it to me. <laughs> Tina Snow had just come out and she, and Sam comes over to me. She goes, I think you'd really like Megan Thee Stallion. I was like, great. And then I listened to it, fell in the, listened to it. She was, you were like, listen to Big Old Freak. I was like, great. I listened to it. I was like, Big Old Freak the, is This it. is fucking insane. Yeah. And then she, when she was on, when Chance was hosting, I told, I, I went up to Megan. I was like, um, one of our writers, Sam J, told me about you. And I listened. And then she was like, she was like, oh, great. Did I tell, and I told you what she said, right? Yeah. She was like, she was like, I saw you guys on the TV. She, this looks so fun. <laughs> and I was like, She's like, I, she's like, I want to do this. I was like, you should. Oh my god! I, if did you get to meet to her, her when she was there? No. Did you go up to her? Mm-mm. But you, what, you, did you see her like in person though? Like, yeah, I saw her like walking around. The hottest person I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, she is stunning, stunning, yeah. fucking yeah. stunning. Like y'all won't even let me watch her on the TV. Wow, I'm in total love. Really? Oh my god. Okay, um, how long have you guys been together? Oh man, we've been like fucking around off and on for 10 years. Really? And then how'd you guys meet again? You told me. Uh, my friend's car broke down in front of her house. Oh, you didn't tell me. I didn't know about this. Wait, you didn't tell I me. I love that. <laughs> okay. Wait, what is what? that story? <laughs> we were leaving the club and we had, we were like, we were. it was like a big group of us and she was like a, a part, like a satellite part of that group. So I yeah. saw her in uh-huh. the club and then my friend got in a fight. Black lesbian Atlanta drama. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. My friend got in a fight with her girl. Her girl smacked her in the club. It was a whole thing. Oh, no. So they were like fighting all the way out the club. So me and my homie were following our homie who was fighting their girl. Yeah. They and the girl that they were fighting was Yah's homie. So mm-hmm. then they were like arguing in front of Yah's house and then they took off together. We were like, okay, they're crazy, whatever. And we pulled out to leave and we hit a curb because my friend Goose was high. <laughs> Uh, we hit Goose? a curb. Goose. Goose is high. Hit a curb, blew the tire out, um, and we were just sitting out there waiting. I had a girlfriend at the time. We were waiting on my girlfriend to come pick us up, and y'all came back downstairs because she had seen us sitting on the curb, mm-hmm. and she was like, hey, if you guys want some water or something uh-huh. like that. Oh, that's, yeah, can. that's so yeah. So her. She was like, you don't got to sit out here. You know, it's hot. So we went up, and she was just talking to us in the kitchen, and she had a girl at the time, and I was just like- Enamored. I was just yeah. like, I was for sure. Oh. She has a quality. And, yeah. And then she definitely does. Goose got her number on some let's be friends <laughs> and I'll hang out. And I was like, Goose, I like that girl. So we would like Goose would arrange these hangs <gasps> and we would just be hanging. And then uh one day drunk at a club, I said something very forward. Ooh. Um how long into like the friendship was this? This was maybe like a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like a week or a week and a good half. Timing. Good timing. Good. Two well, you might have been two. So yeah. But it's a critical, um, critical spot. Yeah. 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 I said something super forward. She was receptive. <laughs> <laughs> she listened. She heard you. <laughs> she heard me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, made arrangements to go to her house. Uh-huh. Well, well, first we were talking on the phone. I still had a girlfriend. I was being, I was such a dog when I was in Atlanta too. That's I okay. Was such a dog. So I still had a girlfriend. <laughs> and then she was like, um, why don't you have a girlfriend? I was like, who says I did? Oh, <laughs> but I think she kind of liked my boldness about it. Yeah, and I think I, took- I that that would that would like that that's super hot. <laughs> The, the, the fact that you said that is, is very very true. honestly uh, yeah because no one just says what they mean so yeah I said that and I told her that I wanted her to be my mistress I was just oh my, my god, god. I was that just, actually <laughs> the sad thing is it is hot to it's hear hot. that <laughs> like I was uh, just on my super mackin you know what I'm saying yes <laughs> and then she and then, and, then, and then what and then we linked up like two days later and then we did it and then I called my girlfriend that night and dumped her. Uh-huh. I know, which wow. was terrible. How did she okay. take that? Not good. It <laughs> no. was a whole thing. Did she know but why? Or you were just like, for reasons I will not disclose. I was just like, I didn't go into the, all of it, but she was kind of aware. Yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And um, 
But I like once we had sex, I was like, oh, I'm gonna want to do this all the time. That's mm-hmm. great. But then, but then, didn't Yas still have a girl at this time? No, no, no. She had broken up with her girl. Oh, but it's so saying that we were like being friends. They had great, 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 great. things. So they were kind of already on the outs, I guess. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. So she was out here just mingling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just like chased her around for years, yeah. like a like an idiot. Yeah. Oh. Um. And then Sweet. we. Stopped talking for a bit. Mm-hmm. I got married. Mm-hmm. Then we happened to be in New York at the same time. Uh-huh. Saw each other in New York. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I still love this fucking girl. This yeah. is ridiculous. Oh. Still tried to make my marriage work. It didn't. Yeah. And now here we are. When I, when I met you at JFL, is that when you were going through a divorce? I was like on the ends of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, I remember yes. you talked about that a lot in your set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sip of the rosé <laughs> is happening. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, what you two have is like so special. Yeah, you so can good. tell. Were I you... love her, man. She's like truly my best friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, she's just such a good she's person. A, like, yeah, she's got a vibe. Like she's like, uh, she's she has a light that I don't, which is so dope. It's just like her energy is so pure and like big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she has a big heart. For like everybody, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. She really She's does. dope. Is she? Um, does she watch a lot of your stuff? Is she a Sam J fan? She goes to like every show she could. She yeah. would go to every show, but she goes to a lot mm-hmm. of uh-huh. shows. But you know, it's so dope. Like I used to be so resistant of it because um, I was so protective of comedy and like yeah. I felt like it was mine and I didn't want anyone in. And she says, "Like, why don't you like?" you know, let me in more. And I'm like, I don't really know what you mean by that. Yeah. But it, really, I was like right, right, being right. so guarded with uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. And now like she goes to shows and stuff and she impresses the hell out of me because she loves me that much and she pays attention that much that she knows jokes. So uh-huh. sometimes I, when I change stuff, she'll, she knows. She knows when I change things. Yeah. Or she'll like remember something I said and be like, babe, you know, that would work with the thing you said two days ago. Wow. Da, 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 da. And it, like, it will be truly super helpful. The notes are good. They're good. Yeah. And they're like super helpful because she she's really you. paying attention. Yeah, and also she knows you so well so she can yeah. feel when right. something is coming out of right. you in a truthful way. Right, and yeah. one time I remember I was on stage. I was on stage and I was talking, 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 talking. And it's on tape somewhere, which she loves. She loves these documented, Uh-oh. I saved the day <laughs> moments. Yeah. yeah. But I was on stage talking and I forgot where I was going. I was like, yeah, I totally forgot where I was going. And y'all yelled out like, applesauce. And I was ah. like, that was where I was going. Yeah. But it was like, I was doing a new set. It wasn't like I was doing a like routine she had seen before. I was doing a new set, but she just knew like my the thought roadmap. process. Yeah. Wow, that was the next logical spot for I don't you know it was crazy. Yeah, and it was like that is exactly what I was about to go. Yeah, to. what does she do? She's an interior designer. Oh, nice. She's very good. She's very good at any, any kind of visual. I remember Sam and I did a photo shoot one time, and oh yeah, she, and she was just out there. She was just like fixing like. Where things were set and like she was, she was, she was not working. Fixing our clothes. Fixing her yeah, clothes. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Like, she's great like that. You know yeah. what I mean? People with that eye, it's like, yeah. 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 And she's like such a, a good partner. You know? Yeah. And it's Perfect. interesting that you were like before, like I didn't, I, I was very protective of that and like of my, of my work and I didn't think I would let anyone in, especially a significant other. But it's like, what's the alternative? Would the, would the alternative just be that like, yeah, like wouldn't be, wouldn't have any investment in like what your work was and then like, She's totally separate from like what you I do, mean, right? You know, like 
I don't know because I didn't grow up seeing any example of it. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. My yeah. parents just both had jobs and right. then they come home mm-hmm. and then they just both go to jobs. Yeah. So it was like with this thing and I'm, and also like protective because it truly saved my fucking life in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so like guarded with how that energy is yeah. being messed with. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I never really seen examples of how you like let someone into something sure, sure. so personal totally. because I, I didn't grow up yeah. seeing that type of yeah. energy. So it was just, I just felt like that's, I do this. Yeah. And then our, what we do is what we do. Right. Yeah. You know? And I didn't get why she was pushing, but it was like, she was pushing because she's like, this is so important to yeah, you. That's, yeah, yeah. How do you expect me to be fully out of something that matters to you yeah. so much? You and know? also stand-up is not super collaborative anyway. No, it super it's comes so... from you. And so to have someone else be... Um, and you don't want to hear your yeah. girls, my girls tags. Like, yeah. nah, I'm straight, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. But that's not... But we just had to learn a, like a language and like that's yeah. not what she does. She doesn't give me tags, you know? Yeah, but she yeah, knows, yeah. Like, be like, don't forget that piece or don't... Drop that, or why don't you say that? Anymore? Right, 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 yeah. right. And sometimes it's like because I completely forgot I said it, or oh, because of reason, right? You know? But it's also just good to have someone that I trust that much to download in. Because now I exactly. talk to her, like I'll call her after sets at the cellar in the cab and be like, "Yeah, that thing did work, babe, or it didn't." Or I don't know, I was a little frustrated with this part of right, it, right? And it's like before I would just keep all that stuff in, and right. then she's feeling that energy. Yeah, she feels that uh, that's on me when I come home, and I'm not sharing something, and that makes her feel isolated. You know? Yep. I yeah. just had to learn. I think, man, it's just a lot of us don't grow up in real loving households, yeah. and you don't realize that till you out in the world. I know. So it's like I just had to learn how to let someone love me. Yeah. Because that's mm. really all she was uh, trying to do. For sure. And even if it's like I don't like it, I can vocalize that. Totally. Be vocal about that, but. I gotta let her love me. You know what yes. I'm saying? Or For what sure. are we doing? That's beautiful. Yeah. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that the ideal is someone that doesn't like because she does her own thing and it is creative and like she is obviously very creative and does have that love for you and she gets it. You know, that's the thing is like in my relationship now, it's like he does not do what I do, but Uh he does get it and can help and say likewise. And that is like ideally what you want Mm -hmm. is it it should feel like like the pieces come together. Yeah, but when you don't have all that, like if you're not seeing examples of that, you know, and you're like, I'm do. I did this comedy thing on my own. This is mm-hmm. all me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. you're coming with that energy. Mm-hmm. Then it's like someone's like, Hey, let me tell you what I think. Or just you're like, No, you're like what? Right. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah, get yeah. away. Yeah, this is mine. You know what I mean? Sure, for sure. And at the end of the day, you are the. I guess <laughs> at the end of the day, like if there were to be credits, you would still be the creator, executive yeah. producer of the project that is you. So right. it's like, you know what I mean? It's just a piece that supplements the yep. whole, yeah. and also you know for sure that it's coming from a good. Podcast positive loving mm-hmm. place it's not it's not this thing where it's like i have to question the motive yeah no yeah you know? but it was like i just had to let my guard down at yeah. first when she was giving like hey babe i have an idea right here i'm like taking offense to that like <laughs> yes, oh you think I you know. can tell me how to do yeah that you can it's like that's not where this energy is coming yeah, from right. at all no. like so let it be pure because it is pure you're putting impurities in it 100%. yeah it doesn't take away from your credibility at all Mm-mm. you know um wait where were you going to school for I, know this. I went to school for communication. I went to yeah. school for the thing you go to school for when you yeah, don't want to go to school. Yes. <laughs> that broad ass major. <laughs> when you don't want to be there. Okay, yeah. but before before you knew you wanted to do comedy, what was, did you have like any, great. I was just doing a bunch of stuff, man. Yeah. I was party promoting in Atlanta for a while. Mm, uh-huh. Then I worked in music in Atlanta for like four or five years. Yeah. I got this team of people and started like this independent label. We opened up a studio. I was just doing stuff, trying yeah. to figure out but there's like an abundance of that. What the yeah. hell? What, what the fuck sure. is going on? Which I think a lot of people have. What I mean, the hell, like, man? I, I, I genuinely think we all go to college too fucking early. I really think yeah. like, and I've seen it happen so many times. People that just, they, they're in these schools and they're paying the money. And you, I don't know if you, I think it's a very, the percentage of people that actually know what they want to do or feel like they're okay to say what they want to do mm-hmm. at 18 years old, very small. Very yeah. Small. And yeah. then it's even harder, like, uh, when you're coming from these communities, I don't have access to stuff and information. Absolutely. So yes. it's like now, like I'm a comedy writer, right? I remember being a person who was interested in comedy as a kid. I like to write, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. when I think about like who is gonna point me in that direction in my family and my school system, right? Any of that, 
to the point where I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. Exactly. Yeah. I know understanding you could be that. Right. Or go to school for that. Yeah. But none of that. For me, I thought you just accidentally became those type of things. Right. Uh-huh. You know, like you just got lucky and then life just kind of worked out for you. Right, but right. I didn't know there was like a career path to it mm-hmm. because I didn't have access to that information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you forget so, that people write that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a kid, you're watching it and you're like, these are the actors doing it. Uh, it must be some, uh-huh. it must be simple. Or but you I'm kind saying, of just like, buy into it. Even on a level of like, once I was in high school and stuff yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, I think I want to be a TV writer. In my neighborhood, it wasn't a lot of like how yeah. to get to yeah. that. Like even right. like a guidance counselor at that school would, would be, like, be like flump. I don't know right, how because to... it's not like yeah. what do you you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course, of course I do. And it's like at the end of the day, now I write for SNL mm-hmm. in such a roundabout way that I got here. And now that I'm a full grown person, I'm like I live in a city. Mm-hmm. I live in Boston, dude. Emerson is the number one comedy writing school maybe yep, in yep. the country. Yep. And it was up the street from my house. And I didn't even know you could go to school to do something but like that. But then it's that. not yep. even like a... But yep. then you I had no idea that was even How a would you thing. know? Yeah. But then you know it's not even a geographical gap. It's truly socioeconomic. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. It's like right. people think it's like, oh, it's... Be no, in the right man. place. No. no, man. I live there. Yeah. Right? And I'm sure that these other more established school systems yeah. were having kids from Emerson come yeah. talk. Or uh-huh. if there was kids that had that type of interest, they were creating clubs and stuff for these kids to do. Right, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't live in a neighborhood with no access like that. Yeah. You know, I, I this, is, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but recently I, Kamala Harris said she, wa- she wants to... She's like championing a bill uh, a longer that school would day. make the school day school day go to six p.m. The school would start at the same time and it would go to six p.m. And I don't necessarily know the nuts and bolts or why this is happening, but I was watching it get discussed on TV and I was thinking about it and I was like, this is such a kind of weird thing to mandate for everyone because when you have certain school systems that do not have the kinds of um, opportunities in school or like areas in school like some like not every school has like a schoolyard yeah, yeah, yeah. not every school has like this that the other right. thing so that they can be doing extracurriculars uh-huh, at the uh-huh, school so uh-huh. I feel like it's kind of a you would have to fully and you'd also have to fully like revamp school in a way you know? yes yeah. like I went to I went to a, a progressive weird charter school uh-huh. and we did stay in school to like six yeah. really? not by a mandate it was just kind of the structure sure. like after school it was it was open, you know. The school was just like we never gonna close. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like the principal was so dedicated to the community. He was one of those like he wouldn't leave till the last student left. Right, and oh, a great. lot of students would hang around. And it's not a bad idea in the sense that a lot of kids are going with parents at jobs and stuff. They're going home to nothing. So. Yeah, yeah, Be- being yes. alone or tr- right. Then, then so the they wouldn't that they mind find to their time if there was like structure whatever. to it. Sure, right, right. Having right. you know maybe not just straight curriculum, but and that's what would happen. Like clubs started being made just by students because yep. we would be there, right? And mm-hmm. teachers would be like hanging out and notice that bunch of students hanging out. And, like clubs started very organically. Yes, things yes. started to create like so your school day would extend. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. But you're saying that that's what happened at your school? Yeah. Or just, oh, great. I yeah. think it's like, it's it's a very, it's it's a positive idea to say, we're going to make school the community. Sure, yeah, but it's also and that's like, exactly what yes. the school, like, whole base was. Yeah. Great. Was that school is the community and mm-hmm. we care about you beyond just what's going on with you in this building. Sure. Yeah. And they recognized the need for that in that type of neighborhood. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was Absolutely. such a, it changed my life. It saved my life. Yeah. That was another moment where my life was saved. You know, uh-huh. my mom had died. I was spiraling. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the principal, David Perigo. I remember just being over it, bro. Yeah. yeah. I was getting kept back, bro. 
because I wasn't in school because yeah. my mom and all that. And I it's hard to feel motivated so when you're going through things. I was just feeling things. like fuck it, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I went to him and I was like, "Yo, I'm dropping out." I was 18. Uh-huh. I was like, "I ain't coming back. Here. I'm dropping out, bro." Yeah. Like, I need whatever. It's like you have to get something from them. Like some sort of thing that's <laughs> like, like a allowing you, can you sound, to go. Yeah, 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 yeah saying yeah. I'm out of here or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting you do that. He said, take two weeks. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. Come back. Mm-hmm. I went back to school. Of course, I graduated. But it's like, if I just went to one of them big ass high schools, bro, they would have just slid that thing under the thing. Yeah. yeah. They would have just hit it fine. with the joint. Like, great. Less strain on us. Get out. Out the door. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, but he knew me as a person and, and knew it. And that's important. Yeah, that, absolutely. It so matters. The, the way schools, these classrooms and these sizes and this like non-connection to the kid, it's so hard for a kid to care about what you're saying, bro, yeah. when, they're, when their circumstances are so limited. And if mm-hmm. you don't understand that, you're not going to be able to reach them. Yeah. You're so I, that's It's, it's a huge thing. Because you're saying crazy shit to them. You're saying like- you you need to really give a fuck about this algebra today. And they're like, bro, I don't have food. People don't get that. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, real yeah. people's circumstances. I don't have food or I don't know where I'm going to sleep or I don't know how I'm going to clean my clothes yeah. or I don't have, I, I, we might be evicted tonight. Like, yeah. what are you saying? Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. I, I can't even give zero fucks about this. And there's a lot of teachers teaching in communities where that is the case over and over. And they're not figuring out a way to teach that kid they're valuable and how yeah. their value supersedes their circumstance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so, it sounds so like kind of basic to say, but truly education has to come very high on the priority list. And I think the class, it's the class sizes should be, try to be smaller mm-hmm. because like yes. once these class sizes get too big, once you start getting 25 to 30 kids in a class and you're funneling kids out in 40 minute periods, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, these yeah. kids just feel passed around and in a totally. sea of other people, it's very hard to cultivate individual identity. Very hard to feel like people and care. And it's also very hard to recognize for a teacher. Cause I, I those, that was like a, another model of that school was we were in very small classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we move through all the curriculum together. Mm-hmm. So you're with like a home group of a certain amount of kids. Great. And then you would just move through every yep. part of your day with those kids. Yeah. Um, but it's also hard with these large classes for teachers to recognize uh, learning disabilities. Right. And, Absolutely. And, and, and learning gaps. Yep. Yes. Because they don't they can't pay attention, right? They're like not tracking school, it over time. Right. Yeah. In my school, there was no, it was uh the rule, David's rule that there was no track kids. So there was no separate got class. It, there was no it. special ed right. class. There was yeah. no I was gonna ask. Yeah. class uh-huh. like that. Everybody was just in one class. Mm-hmm. Now that kid sometimes maybe pulled up by a tutor sure. for an hour. Sure. Right? But that was so essential because so many people are having all these learning disabilities. They're scared to speak. But it was like, in my school, it became less of a thing because mm-hmm. they weren't being ostracized. Or right, isolated. Right, right. Isolated and treated like they can't do what we do. Right, yeah. and yep. also it's not something you have to then and we, establish in a new group of it, people every day or every year. And then it forced us mm-hmm. to be more respectful of the fact that people learn different. Yes, yeah. and that just because you don't learn like me doesn't mean you're not intelligent. Yes, and it doesn't mean you don't know something. We just learn things differently, mm-hmm. and we might also just learn things at a different pace. All of that is fine. Yeah, but the school did so many things to like drill that into us, you know, subconsciously. We didn't have grades. We had like learning rubrics. We didn't right, get A's right. or B's or C's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were sounds, rated on yeah. your own work. So you couldn't be like, well, I I know I did better on this paper than him. So mm-hmm. why does he have a higher grade than me? Mm-hmm. And at first it used to piss me off. But my teacher would be like, because he did 
because it was like exceed expectations. They're like, he did exceed our expectations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you didn't. You was being lazy. We yeah. know what you're capable of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't go beyond what you're capable of. So you yeah. did not exceed. Oh, I remember right. You met it. Like we, yeah. You did what we know you're capable of doing. He did something we didn't know he could do. It's relative. Yeah. And it's relative. Yeah. And learning is relative. Yes. Yes. And yeah. it's so hard because we're taught to compete. Uh-huh. And we're taught that it's like some type of race mm-hmm. and it's not. And that whole mindset is how I ended up here. Yeah. Because I never, I never attested to that anymore. It's like, yeah. no, you do things on your time. Everybody's different. Everyone learns different. Experience matters. People's experiences affect how they see and learn things. Yes, a hundred percent. Like all of that is very true. And so this stuff is way more arbitrary than it is yeah. important. And mm-hmm. it is way more fluid than it is rigid, you know? Cause I Absolutely. never think of you as someone who ever thinks of yourself as like inadequate in any way. I truly have never thought like Sam J just like just has whatever like assuredness that she has. Well, the thing is, I'm assured in the fact that I will have inadequacies. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. It's like, oh my that's God. what the fuck it is, bro. Come on. Can I ask you, when did you, when did you get in touch with your like sexual identity? When did you come out? It's, it's... I came out, I was 26. Mm-hmm. Really? Late. Yeah, late. Atlanta? Atlanta. Uh-huh. But another example of just not knowing I could be that. Yeah. You know, 100%. Right? Cause I was telling my my friend, we were both down laughing. I was like, when I was a kid, this is why representation matters. Yeah. The only thing I saw of lesbians, and I didn't know there wasn't lesbians around me, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like outwardly I could tell you lesbian lesbians around me, like yes, which yes. lesbians, masculine or center lesbians, they weren't around me. Yeah, yeah. So all I knew of lesbians was the shit I saw on TV, which was these like white little fair ladies with long yep. armpit yeah. hair yeah. Fair that ladies. did like yeah. believe uh-huh. in washing. And I was like, well, I'm not that. Yeah. That I could easily, I, I easily <laughs> threw that out. believe in washing. I, I easily <laughs> yeah, threw that yeah. out. You yeah, know, yeah, seven, yeah. eight. I'm like, well, poop, that's not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No. Moving right along. <laughs> and also the, 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 the like mainstream says like, well, we have them represented, so moving on. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? At that time, for right. sure. So yeah. I'm like, whatever, that's not me. And it's fucking easy to, to I don't hate men. And I wasn't right. not no. attracted to men. So when you're taught that that's what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, this looks good to me. It was like, I'm straight. This yeah. makes sense to uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. Right. You know what I mean? And I and I had a boyfriend at the time when I got like around high school age, and we stayed together for like five, six years, mm-hmm. which is a big development for time. sure. And I loved him, you mm-hmm. know, but also he was there for me when my mom died. He was like mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. So I also realized the closeness came from other things, right? Yeah. And of course, I, I did not like having sex with him. But when we broke up, I was just, you know, dating around fucking dudes. And it was just like, uh, this is not it. This isn't, I don't know what's going on, but this isn't it. Yeah. And I'm not finding that connection that you just know when you know it, you mm-hmm. know? And then I convinced myself, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm just one of those girls who just has to be in love to like dick. And like, uh-huh. I've just got too many, I, it's, emotion, it's more emotional for me than, I, you know, whatever that dumb shit is that <laughs> gay girls tell themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing all that because it's still not like you're gay. That's not even in my head. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. That's not even in my head. After you broke up with the guy? After I broke up with yeah, the guy. And this right. is in your 20s still. And this is in my 20s still. So yeah. you're not even thinking that le- that you're a lesbian is a possibility. No, no, no. I'm just like... Not feeling it. I'm not feeling it and I don't know why. Great. So I'm just like fucking more dudes. I'm like uh-huh. fucking different types of dudes. Yes. I'm like, well, maybe it's relationship. Let me build a relationship with the dude. Then fuck him. Like, you know, just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And like guys are liking me and wanting to be with me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I could do this. Yeah. But it's like, it's not... Cracking. The thing. Yeah. yeah. Right? 
Then I'm in Atlanta, which is a, a very gay forward uh -huh. and, and African-American gay forward place. Mm -hmm. And before I even got there, I remember being maybe 15 the first time I went. Uh -huh. And now I realized such, it was a, such an important moment for yeah. me. I was 15, I went down to Atlanta with my brother, mm -hmm. and that was the first time I saw a stud. What, what we as a black culture consider like a stud, yeah. which is like a, a, a woman that dresses masculine, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And she had Tim's on, jeans, a jersey, she had a fade, and I was like, that's dope. Yeah. I remember being 15 and that like resonated with me like- For some oh, reason, yeah. That's dope. Ring yeah. of keys, that's like fucking right? ring of knew keys. It was like, of knew it was like, wrong but like yeah yeah because that's what i was you know what i mean yeah like but also was like that's fly so uh -huh. you know way that i would like to be fly yes. right so yes. you saw you saw aspiration in it and also an attraction in it right Both. right like that's fly right yes mm -hmm. and like that's how i feel inside mm -hmm. it's the only way i can explain it like i always wear my brother's clothes yep i'm always like trying to be fresh that's what i feel inside like even when i would talk to dudes i would like mac on them and pick them up it's right. just like I, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. what i feel like when i'm seeing an image of myself i'm like a cool nigga in a suit yeah right walking down the street so when you were in your teens and early 20s though were you kind of like being femme was it was there some sort of like yeah. femme drag that you were doing there a little yeah, bit yeah but it wasn't even like it was just like being me which was this real crazy mix of masculinity mm -hmm. and femininity right 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 you know what i'm saying because now like there's people that knew me back then was like bitch i knew you was gay back then and i'm mm -hmm. like for real because i didn't <laughs> yeah, i had yeah, no idea it's so crazy because for 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 i think i don't know about for you but yeah. for maybe for a lot of gay men that i know it wasn't this thing of gradually figuring out it was like this visceral thing of like oh i like men uh -huh. i had 11 years old i remember the moment like I saw my friends like bare back, and Most I was like, I want to touch him. is so much him. more elusive. I, yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. You know what I'm yes. saying? I was seeing titties my whole life. Women are always soft. I, you know, like right. femininity is so much more elusive. Yes. Than like masculinity. Sure. It's like if you're not sure and it's not that clear to you, you can confuse it with a million things. Absolutely. Like now I look back and I'm like, oh, I had crushes on all my female friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Major crushes. Mm -hmm. But also this Major crushes. I just didn't even think you could like a girl like yeah. that. It you were just like, like, well, this feeling I'm feeling is not a feeling and so therefore I'm going this to This feeling my it. feeling is just how like my mom is with her best friend yes. and I call yes. my aunt. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's just my super homie. I got love for my super homie. Yep. Mm -hmm. But now I look back, I'm like, I never hung around ugly girls. Uh -huh. <laughs> I never hung with ugly girls. Yeah, like uh -huh. all the girls I hung with were hella pretty. Yeah. <laughs> this period you're talking uh, about, though, in between like dating dating guys and then like coming to that realization, though, I feel like that's something that probably I, feels like it doesn't get talked about enough. Where it's like there is a latent period for a lot of people before they figure it out, but but not but after they've like been intimate with like what they. What their what their past selves were. Well, there's just also not a discourse really even yet for lesbians, especially like black lesbians. Yeah, you know, yeah, lesbians yeah. of color. Yeah. You know, there's not there's not a lot of visibility. You know, there's. I mean, I I bet like most white people would be like, well, Orange is the New Black is the one thing I have seen because right. it's on Netflix and right. they can That's click what I'm the saying, button. So there wasn't references either. Yeah. Like I didn't understand what it was for real, mm -hmm. but I just knew like. The energy that I was seeing wasn't me. Yeah. And now I'm in Atlanta, I'm messing with dudes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And but it's so gay forward and, yeah. and so black yep. that I'm seeing like studs after studs and they with bad bitches. And yeah. They're just in the street yeah. and like they just shopping and shit. And like I'm like, 
okay, like, this is, like, kind of, and it's so weird. Before, it was a sexual thing. It was such an identity yes. thing for me. Yes. Where I was like, when I listen to Jay-Z, I'm Jay-Z. Uh-huh. I'm yes. my uh-huh. shit. That is huge. They're screaming at me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what's huge. wrong with you, Ma? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's like, I'm now seeing real representations of that in the world. Like, you can live that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now the sexual part has to come. You know what I mean? And it's not like I didn't know. That they existed, yeah. yes. but seeing it for real. Yeah. And also, what I understood of it was like, it's so taboo that it's not a life. But then all mm-hmm. the- And when you see it in Atlanta, you're like, no, they're living whole right. ass lives. But then you see all like the buttressing around the sexual stuff that you're like, oh, that has nothing to do with sex, but I still want that. Right. And then it was Go like, it. women are hitting on me and yeah. shit. And it's shit with dudes is like, not really clicking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one day I'm talking to my, my good friend, and I'm telling her about it. And she's like, just go on a date with one. Yeah. And I was like, can I do that? And she was like, yeah, yeah probably. fuck it. Yeah. Right? And so I was in chat rooms and shit. I think how yeah. most people start yeah. being yeah. gay. AIM? Was it AIM? <laughs> it's a message? Nah, it was like, there was like black ones. There was yeah, one called great, Downlink. Great, great. Uh-huh. That was a black lesbian one. Great. Down and then there was like a Yahoo black lesbian chat room I used to be in all the time. Uh-huh. And that's when I first started like, really flirting with women and yeah. like in, engaging in the idea of being sexual with a woman yes um oh this is taking me back yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah you, you, you were I, I oh, was, you weren't you I were was, a chat room queen I was in the chat room <laughs> yeah yes no 100% chat room queen front runner for title queen. up <laughs> and, then you were, and then you were just like talking to people I was just talking but they were, to people they were out of they, were, they weren't living in your city were they nah they was like all over the place some yeah. people was in Atlanta you know yeah and then like that was this girl. Uh, she became my girlfriend. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Before y'all? No. Yeah. Wow. How long? Yeah. I was gonna ask how long was that relationship? Like that first one. Yeah. It was like on and off for like four or five years. Okay. I broke up with that girl. Got with y'all. Then y'all did some crazy shit. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I stopped fucking with y'all. Uh-huh. Got back with the girl. Yeah. Broke up with her again to be with y'all. Yeah. Then y'all did some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I sense a theme. And um, <laughs> rule of three. She was just gone. Like we, we like we like we like fucked a few times after yeah. that, but she really wasn't fucking with me after that. Yeah. No, the girl, the girl that I kept girl. dumping. Yeah, 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 and yeah, she no, just didn't she, get uh-huh. like y'all's hold over me or none of that. So she was out, and then I dated around, dated some chicks in Boston. Um, you know, but me and y'all was still fucking off and on and all that. Yeah. And then I hit y'all one day, like, "Yo, do you want to be with me or not?" Cause I can't do this shit anymore, uh-huh. and she was like, "I'm still doing my thing." So I deleted her from everything, blocked her number. Wow. Got married maybe mm-hmm. a year later, nine months, ten months uh-huh, later. Uh huh. To to someone that you had re- met in the in that intervening time. Did all that super fast because yeah, 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 I was yeah. in such a like I was getting to where I wanted to be in comedy, and I was fucking yeah. just feeling like, all right, how. How am I gonna be? This shit is so lonely, bro. Comedy yeah. is lonely, bro. It's so lonely. So I was feeling lonely, man. I'm out here just traveling by myself. Don't got no one to call. Good shit's happening. Don't got no one to share it with. Yeah. You know, yeah. call y'all and she out doing whatever she doing. So she ain't answering because we ain't together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just feeling like, damn, mm-hmm, bro. Mm-hmm. This sucks. This is not the way I want to do this. It's you know? also isolating. So yeah, another isolating. So isolating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, well, this is the girl I want to be with. Let me just. Put it all on the table, but 
you know, so much back and forth between us. Yeah. So much doing stuff and break my heart and then me, like so much craziness yeah. that it was like, hey man, what are we doing? Yeah. And if we're not doing it, then I need to like free myself of what this, I need to let this die. And yeah. at this point in time, you guys were both living in Boston? No, she was in Atlanta and I was in Boston. Oh, okay. Oh. So, but now you both live in New York. Yeah. yeah so. so it was like, I got to kill this, you know, just yeah. to to be free. Yeah. So in the, you know, interim of that, I met my wife mm-hmm. and she was, I think, in the same space in a lot of ways. As you? Yeah, just, yeah. you know, we're both around the same age yep. and just like, I don't really want to be out here anymore. Yeah. It's really just that yeah, feeling yeah, of like, fuck. I don't even want to be out here like this no more, bro. Yeah. So knowing all the risk of getting married quickly, we both were kind of like, we're feeling it. Let's just go with it. Sure. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get married, bro. And then maybe six months later, I get comments to watch. Yeah. I'm coming to New York. And I, I had got married and I had blocked y'all from everything. So uh-huh. someone told her, like, I see Sam's married on Instagram yeah. or whatever. She called me from a number I didn't know, crying. Like, what did you do? How could you do this? Uh-huh. Like, why Why did you do this? I thought we were going to be together. And I'm like, what the fuck? I asked you, bro. I put everything like, yeah, yeah. like what do you mean? I can't hold my whole life up for you. Type yeah. Stuff. Like, I'm for real married. She's like, devastated. Oh, oh my gosh. Devastated. So, And that had to devastate you in a way. Right. Absolutely. So then... I uh, but she's still blocked from everything. I'm like, I'm married, you know. What I mean, yeah. I'm really like full in. I'm married, so she's still blocked from everything and all that. I get comics to watch. She ends up being in New York the same week for New York Fashion Week because uh-huh. she was doing um, makeup for the Victoria's Secret, not Fashion Week. She was doing makeup for the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Show. Yeah. Uh huh. So she ends up there the same uh-huh. week I'm there. Uh huh. So she hits me uh-huh. and she's like, "Would it be okay for us to just talk with friends?" Okay. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I tell my wife. Yeah. I'm like, she reached out to me. She's going to be this. Because I didn't want any funny stuff. I'm like, no, this is no, no. how dedicated no, I am. Honesty. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want no funny stuff. I don't want you to see that she was there. Think I was on some funny stuff. So, right, yo, right. I just found out she's going to be where I'm going to be. Like, she wants to meet. Da, 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 da. Mars like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with you. Go and have this. I trust you to have this conversation, bro. So we meet at the cellar. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Because I'm, I'm working. True dedication. True the dedication comes back because yes. I'm working, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, maybe at the cellar. Me at the cellar, we're like up there eating. And she just starts pouring her heart out, bro. Yeah. Crying the whole bit. Wow. In that moment, I'm like, You're married. Yeah. I'm married, but I'm like, I love this girl. Yes. Dog. And also, I'm like, hating it because I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to not love this girl, bro. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter what she does. Like, ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck. Yeah. Why can't life be easy? Yes, bro. Like, fuck, bro. Yeah. Shit. But I, damn, I love this girl, bro. Because you don't not love also your wife. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. not that. Right. It's just that it's something else cosmic. Right. It's like, shit, man. And it's also like, I don't trust this girl, man. She do this shit all the time, bro. Yeah, yeah. She just doing this shit because I'm with somebody and uh-huh. this is like- Did you tell her that? Yeah. I'm like, you know, fuck, fuck that. You yeah. know, fuck that toxic shit. This is all you at the crazy. cellar? This is, this is all happening at the cellar? Yeah, I bro. love this. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, oh, my God. Um, I just want the set dressing. We have such a fun, good Sam thing Sam and I going. have a fun. You guys do? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It oh. seems fun. <laughs> it's fun. We're, it's antagonizing but loving at the same time. I, I have to tell a story later, but yeah, keep going. So, <laughs> man, 
I'm feeling all of the feelings, yeah. you know? Yes. But I'm also knowing, like, you love this fucking girl. Mm-hmm. Go back home, still not talking to her, still doing the thing, but it's not the same. And, and part, of, part of that I take, because my wife had to, must have felt something on my spirit, dog. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no yeah. way she didn't. But part of it was like, she was just crazy and stuff got crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it was like dual forces type shit. So... She has one final spaz out that I, I'm like, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. Right? And at this point, y'all and I are like talking uh-huh. periodically. You know what I'm saying? So I call y'all and I'm like, man, I'm done with this, whatever, whatever. She's like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but she <laughs> you does. Always, you always say whatever, oh. but like, whatever. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And kind of like, she's been keeping me at real distance yeah. at this point. Like when I call her, she's like, what's up, married woman? Like, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. just being that. So... <laughs> I finally am like, I'm done with this, for real. Yep. And she comes and meets me in Arizona for a gig. Arizona? Yeah. Okay, okay that that is a traveling is, moment. I yeah. love, this is like, I'm so invested. Okay, yeah, yeah. keep going. <laughs> yeah, and then um, after that, I get back to my crib and it's like, we're already, we separated, you know, I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Shit mm-hmm. thing, it was already like, we not doing this. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it blows all the way up, you know what I'm saying? It goes crazy. Like cops called all this type of crazy, crazy. Wow. So the next day, I get finally in touch with y'all. I tell everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm on my way. So she flies from Atlanta to LA. Comes, I'm in an apartment. All I got is a fucking futon, bro. She took everything. My ex-wife took everything. Wow. So there's a futon and y'all in like a Bluetooth radio and y'all just stuck in it with me. So while this is going on, crazily, I'm going through the SNL shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that was right after JFL. I swear. Oh my God. Yeah. So all this is going on, I'm going through the SNL shit. So I'm in a audition process now. Fuck. So I'm so was like- this, Was this the showcase stage? Like what was this? This is like, a showcase stage. Okay, I had just you. done a, like LA showcase. Great. The day- after all the police shit happened. Wow. Wow. Because it was like that shit happened on a weekend and that shit was like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I just did it. Like my I had just started looking regular because my mm. ex-wife hit me. Fuck. So y'all's there. I go do this shit. I'm like, I think it went well. But we're also like talking about like, what are we going to do? She's like, am I going to be here? Like, what are we doing? Da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, if I'm going to be here, like, you know. I don't want to get furniture. I don't want to redo this place because what if I have to leave or we got whatever. So we kind of like in a like limbo of a yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she also that doesn't want to be that's, in that place that anyway. Sucks. She's just like, I don't want to live in this craziness, you know? Right. This is crazy. But I'm like, if I'm still in LA, I don't, I can't afford to move anywhere. So this is where the fuck I'm going to have to be type of thing. So we were also having that. So we were all, we were immediately like, we're going to be living together. It was like, we've okay, been doing great. this shit too long to, to be doing something. This is the when only she, But when she came there, that had to be like, even if it wasn't vocalized, it was like, that was a confirmation that that, that was, was your huge. girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we just sleeping off Hutan, dug in through, I'm going through the court <laughs> stuff, like had to put uh, a restraining order out, all this stuff. Wow. Doing the SNL shit. I'm like, man, let's not buy anything. We don't know. Yaz, like, I just want to be in a new space, a new energy, and just start life fresh. Didn't get the call, and it's like, can you come to New York in like three days? I'm like, actually, yes, because I have nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> I go, 
two weeks before her, she like closed down the less affair, shut down the apartment, like wow. did all the uh-huh. lease stuff, did all that stuff. So God she was bless. still there for another like two weeks, just on a futon with nothing. Jeez. Comes, we stay in the Sheraton until we find a crib, and then that was it. And then you got yeah. the job. And you got the job. When you were when you were uh showcasing for it, testing for it, did you feel like it was likely because when you talk about representation, there's never been like I mean like there's not I know we talked about this with yeah, you uh-huh, too uh-huh. because when when you were going through it, um, it's that thing of when you don't see yourself on the show. Sure. Besides it, like Denitra Vance, like there's no queer black woman on SNL. Well, you know what I was like on some like I I never cared about it yeah. before. Right, uh-huh. right, right. So I tried to keep that safe. Like, I never put it in. It was never in my plan because yeah. it didn't seem like something that fit me. Yeah. So I yeah. was never like, oh, this is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. But once it became a opportunity, it was kind of like, that's how I looked at it. Like, what could this opportunity do? Lead to, yeah. Lead to and like, what could it do, you know? And you right. feel like it's ticked up indoors. And it you. was, and it, yeah, for sure. Right. And I also was just like, Bored. I don't know. I go with the energy so much. So I was in LA, bro. I was getting bored with comedy, like getting bored with stand up. Mm-hmm. I was writing stuff and I had written this um pilot and who was all into it. And basically it was like giving me like a little development deal to just develop the script. Great. While I'm in the process of doing this, like I'm writing with somebody, but I'm not feeling good about this script, bro. It just doesn't feel like me. Yeah. And it feels like I'm letting everybody take too much control. Mm-hmm. But this is also because I don't really know anything yet, bro. I'm so green. I never wrote a script before in my fucking life. So I'm trusting everybody else, but I'm like, this ain't me. This ain't my, this sound crazy, bro. This feel corny, but I don't know exactly how to like fix it, right? So that's going on. I'm getting bored with stand up. This opportunity comes and it's like, it just seemed like it was put there for a reason. Mm -hmm. It was like, this is not, you could go this other way, take this show. Yep. Because they're probably going to give it to you just because. You black and gay and and they don't got be, nothing not like just it. Just why they would give it to you, meaning like. But I, I get I get what you're saying. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. meaning like it, you're, it's such an underrepresented thing that if you do this hacky thing and just it's explaining your existence rather than being your existence, it's still somehow uh-huh. valuable. They're gonna love it yeah, because yeah, yeah. like that's the type of shit they love, and that's yeah. what it felt like it was doing. Yeah. Explaining my existence rather than me just being, and yeah. I'm like I just be on stage, but I don't know how to just be in this form. Yeah. And but this isn't it. I know this isn't it. So then that's nothing comes in. It just feels like. Yeah. Right there at the right time. And mm-hmm. it felt like if I walk away, then I'm doing myself a disservice. And I'm going to do the easier thing. Yeah. Go down this road. Maybe this show works, right? Stay a popular comic in LA. Get in shows whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Or go through this like really kind of scary thing that I've never done. I've never yeah. written a sketch. Yeah, I was going to ask. Have I've had any never experience? written uh-huh. a sketch. So yeah. it's like maybe going to this world. I've never been in sketches. Yeah. So it's like, do I just step with this kind of leap of faith? And... This is where age and, and wisdom kind of informed that decision. Because I remember when I was in high school, I got an opportunity to go to Oberlin College. Mm. And I was for sure going to be able to go. There was a recruiter. And I was like, I don't have good grades. It was like, it doesn't matter. Like, we want you to school. Like, we'll work it out. We're, you know, you're smart. You tested well. All this stuff. And um, I didn't go. I didn't go because I was like, it's Ohio. Yeah, yeah. You were, you were, it's was just, there a sphere playing Super in? white. Fear. Yeah. Super yeah. white. Yeah. Uh, yeah. they're gonna know stuff I don't know. It's just all this stuff. You bro. felt like you wouldn't fit in. Wouldn't fit in, bro. And that felt and like an, that felt like another echo. So that so SNL felt like an echo of that. Boom. Yeah. Where I was like, I can't do that to myself mm. again. Again, right? If if God's putting this in front of me again, 
and I do this again, then yeah. this is You super, have not learned. I yeah. didn't learn, bro. Yeah. It's on yeah. me. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if you're great at stand-up now, this thing's not gonna make you bad at stand-up. Right. Mm-hmm. If you care about it, you still gonna care about it. You'll find a way to do it. You'll yeah. find a way to make it all work. And uh if this makes you less, mm-hmm. then something's wrong with you. Cause this right. is all you can do in this situation is win. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That's what was Yah's reaction when you got you got it? She was happy because yeah. she just wanted a new start. So yeah, she was yeah. just like, "We don't have to live in she this." She was place. like, "Cool, I know where we're gonna live." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's cool. You got a new job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, and and hearing you talk about things that like are not in your voice and that you wouldn't do, it's it made me giggle because then I immediately thought of stuff that you have written that I do feel like are your voice. I feel like. I I don't want to like reveal the premises, but like of the things that you've written that like really make me laugh, but. Sam 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 has written a Jabberwocky sketch, and she's written a sketch about a gay vampire that really make me laugh. And I I, I pray to God that they see the light of fucking day. Can I share this story? Because I <clears throat> was recently they they had me do some talk at some like management consultant firm <laughs> this week. And it was really it was great. It was a really good experience. But uh, they asked me like, um, how do we talk about how do we talk about inclusion in a more like you know. In a more useful How do we talk way. About inclusion in a more inclusive way. Yeah, sure. It's like, it's like one of those questions. It was a really, really great question, and it, like I understood what she was trying to ask. Yeah, of course. Um, she was like, "Well, like, like how how have you felt included at work? Because I'm sure it's tough or whatever." I was like, "Yeah, it's tough for everybody. It's not just specific to me or um, any other person." But my first week at SNL writing. Do you remember this? Do, do, do you know what I'm about to tell? Mm-mm. Okay, so do you remember Tucker and Keenan wrote this feature for Keenan to play Quincy Jones? Yeah. On update. Um, and this was right after that Quincy Jones profile came out on Me, Vulture. Tucker, and Keenan. Oh, that was you too. Yes. Okay, that was that was you too. Great. But I but you come up in the story later too. But but the uh is this right after Quincy Jones has done, had done an interview in Vulture about like all he shared he was all these silly, everyone. salacious yeah. stories about everybody. Yes. And then this I feature, love that this shit. feature had <laughs> that was very rich. Very rich. And then Keenan and it, it, it made it to air, right? Keenan no, as Quincy Jones. It, it didn't dress. Fuck. And and it was uh yeah, no, but it was so funny. It was so funny. No, what is so what funny? But there was there was one B where he's like, me, it was like I forgot who the, the celebrity is. He goes, Yeah, me and Prince. Would go to Japan and get our feet bound and go to like a kabuki show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just him saying like crazy, crazy, crazy things, like (laughs) outlandish things. And there was just this reference to foot binding. And then I literally, and then I like, it was at the rewrite table on a Saturday. And I was just, I was so like meek and it was my first week and I was so nervous that I was like, but I feel like I should say something about this because I go, I sort of like, don't even raise my hand. I just go. There's a quiet moment. There's a lull at the table. This is just how you get like your your piece that you like mm-hmm. your say. Into yeah, because we're pitching on Thursday. We're pitching on yeah. We're pitching, and I just go. Yeah. And I, this wasn't even a pitch. I just go. In case this matters, foot binding is Chinese, not Japanese. And like the the reference was that they went to Tokyo. I was like, yeah. foot binding is Chinese and not Japanese. I was like, but like that's just that's just like information. Yeah. And then you and Tucker and Keenan were all like, thank you so much, thank you so much, and you took that so. Like there was no tension around that. It was just like so quick and seamless and good. And you guys received it and you were like, okay, great. And then you guys like just cut that beat out. Not the the beat, just that joke. And then you came up to me at the after party and you were like, thank you for doing that. Like it just, it just like, it was just very important that you did that. And you, and you were like, keep advocating for like what culture you represent and like all that stuff. And it, and it, and it meant 
everything to me that you said that because yeah. otherwise I would have like not felt because so I brought that story up to answer this person's question because I was like I the more you can break down any barrier of like someone not feeling comfortable voicing a concern or someone not feeling empowered to say something like that's all that's all that I knew like I knew you was feeling that because who doesn't in that situation I had that place you know Everyone's tense. Everyone's yeah, tense. everyone's tense, and it's like, and and you you can't help us. You you're underrepresented, and when you're going into energy, I don't, and I don't think people understand this unless you've been in the situation, right? People who who are on the outside looking in always like, why well, why didn't they, they speak up then? Right, well, right, right. Well, Bowen was there, and then that Asian thing got yeah, through. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god, I can't even. And then it becomes your that you did it. It's my fault. But also, it's like what people don't understand is like when you're put in those positions where you're where you're so underrepresented you do feel a little bit of like I don't want to be that one that comes in and like makes everything an issue mm -hmm. and especially in a comedic space yes. where partially how we are funny is just the freedom to say whatever yes. the fuck Yeah, you don't want to be killing any vibes and you don't want to be killing any vibes of like you know Letting people get their shit off and, yeah. get, and becoming that energy. Well, yeah, it's and, like it's that thing of like when you put someone in the room, everyone on the outside is like, well, they have that person in the room, so it's dealt with. But it's like you don't know what it's like to be that one person in the room because you have no one to the left or to right. the right that is saying, I'm here, also hearing you right. and can co-sign. And that's why I just wanted to say that, like, because that was the point. It was just like, as yeah. a person that's been there, yeah. don't feel weird about saying what you need to say if your thing is being misrepresented. But it's yeah. also all in the approach where it's just like, I, I like had to think about exactly about what I was saying and the words that were going to come out of my mouth, I said. And then I was like, this is the phrasing I'm going to use. And then what I said was, if it's important, foot binding is this other thing. And then all you guys did was just cut out foot binding. And then it, the joke still worked. It was still so fucking funny. It was like, yeah, like Quincy Jones and like Prince went to Tokyo and like did all this crazy shit. Right. Like that's funny. It's like, yeah. And, it, and it's like, and that's perfect because that... Even if it didn't matter to us, yeah. you need to feel represented in the room. You need to feel like a, a, a represented part of the process. Well, I was yeah. offering. I was just offering information that like could or could not be relevant to you guys as the writers of that piece. And like you guys, it was at your discretion absolutely to to like cut it or or leave it. In. And, and that like, and that's what was dope. You didn't make us think we had to do no, anything. Exactly. You just like here is a piece of information that could help or not help. But sure. Now you're informed, and what you decide to do now that that's you have a, that's information, yeah, is up to you. Exactly. And it's like you should definitely feel that. And you sh and and that's how when you're in the room. Things like that don't happen and get on TV where someone can say, well, sure. what was born? Because that's the way to speak up and do it. Totally. And it's like, and that should always be encouraged. And I think for that, SNL is a way more encouraging place than it gets credit for. And a way, I, I and a way more supportive space than it gets credit for. And a way more supportive, supportive space of different ideas. I say that And different culture than it gets credit for, for sure. Like we've got like, like six queer writers on that stuff. Mm. It's like pretty cool. And like queer writers of color. Like last season it was like me, you, Gates, James, Julio. It was just like, oh, whoa. And like that's like a pretty age diverse, like race diverse, like right. gender diverse group. I was like, oh, that's like, that's like pretty great. I don't know. I do think it's a huge um, deal yeah. and, and a big, and a big, big step forward for them yeah. to put. LGBT people or more than one LGBT person on the cast. Yeah, I will say that. Yes, I think absolutely. I think in terms of visibility, I think we're talking happen. about. We spoke about earlier how you know mm -hmm. it's there are people out there who just look up on the screen and th they assume that 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 people saying it is where it's coming from. These p kids that are going to see not only just Kate but also uh -huh. you on screen right. now. I mean, I think it's it has been mm, a long time coming. But my damn have... my damn hope is that there's space and because I. Cause I 
I think it is a myth to say that like, well, there's not room for another cis gay man or another gay woman or trans person. Like there absolutely is like that. We, we do not cannibalize each other Mm-mm, or no. the other. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's finally ask Sam the question. Ask the question. Okay. Sam, what is the culture that made you say culture is for me? Like the cult, like formative, like piece of pop culture I, for you. I mean, I pop culture, pop culture, or it doesn't have to be pop culture. It can be something so specific to you, like the like the neighborhood you grew up in. Like okay. it could be Boston. It could be like whatever general broad thing. I'm gonna try to think of two because honestly, after telling that story, I have to say it was seeing that lesbian in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. 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 Honestly, that is a moment. Honestly. That is a moment. Do you, do you know where? Did you ever see Fun Home on Broadway? No, it's a well, there's Bechtel. a there's a song called Ring of Keys where a young lesbian who doesn't know she's lesbian yet sees someone who comes in and she's got like this ring with keys on it. She's a butch lesbian and she's the song is about recognizing that you know that person but you you don't know how right and yeah. how you're attracted to that person you don't know how it's very specific how you want to be that person distillation yeah. of yeah. Uh, a recogni- recognition of sexual identity in yourself but in someone else mm-hmm. that very similar For to lesbians. how you described yeah 100% yeah so she was in her jersey what, what, what do you remember what the jersey was i remember the, it had to be like a um a ram like a like a la rams or something cuz it was uh-huh. like yellow and um blue yeah. Or maybe it might have been a yellow and blue Fubu jersey and it was like some light colored jeans, some crispy ass Tims. <laughs> and she had a fade with a part. I fade saw, with a part. I always wanted a part. I always wanted a part. And I was A like, line or a part? Like a part. Like yeah, a okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, that's dope. Yeah. 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 And then she stayed with you. Like she like I never forgot seeing that. You forgot? Yeah. Never forgot seeing that. Never forgot seeing yeah. that. No. Cause I don't think I because it's it's really, I get like jealous, whatever, not the right word, but I get jealous when people like have that moment that oh, they I like, yeah. they key in. I don't, I don't think I have one. I just remember I, my, I had a friend come over and we were swimming in my pool. We were 11. And then I was going to bed and I was like, I love my friend. I love when he comes over. I love his back. I want to touch his back. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then it was yeah, kind yeah. of this moment of like true light bulb <laughs> moment of abject terror yeah. because it was like very similar to what you were saying. And I think, you know, just I did not know a healthy, adjusted adult gay person. Right. That wasn't a joke. Yeah. yeah that wasn't like. That's not a life. No. Yeah. This right. was two thousand. That's not a lifestyle. Like that's just some like one. What? Yeah. What? Whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a yeah. It's a punchline. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you can't, and that, and that's why it's so important. Like, just for us to be doing shit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I you I get DM after DM from like young black lesbians, just like, how did you do it? It's cool to see because it's just like. There's no there was no identity of a career that uh-huh. wasn't like a construction worker. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I'm soft. I'm not gonna be. Well, it's because truly, it's like <laughs> you don't, that. you don't see, you don't see any depiction of anyone leading uh, a, a story or like kind of driving any narrative. Let alone you getting to feel like you could drive your own narrative. What? Because yeah. what the fuck would that look like? I mean, I remember, like, just the devastation, the 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 primary devastation that I felt when I realized this was, well, I will not have a family. Oh, yeah. It was because mm-hmm. I just did not understand how that could ever be a possibility. Right. And it was because, you know. Because it, it's, it's like, just, it was like, for presented as like this spinster mm-hmm. lifestyle, like you couldn't, there's no stability or. 
one thing excluded well, the other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's like, not at all. Yeah. You know? Not at all. So seeing her for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, yeah. All right. Well, let me think of like a pop culture moment. I, but I think that's like pretty adequate too. <sighs> what was the music you listened to when you were young? A lot of just hip hop, really. Yeah, yeah. Like 90s hip hop, a lot of like Snoop Dogg. You mentioned Jay Z before. Jay Z, huge, huge, yeah. huge, yeah. huge, yeah. huge, yeah. huge, huge. One like between Jay Z and Kanye got me through. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, is, what are your thoughts on like Kanye, like how he's kind of like progressed, like with, with the situation that it is now? You know what? It's I'm a big Kanye fan. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that he was. A part of me is like he was always going in this direction. If you listen, you think sure you think he was from, dropping hints early on. But even from the beginning of Kanye's music, it's always been very uh, Christian influences. I mean, one of his first singles was "Jesus Walks." Yeah, yep. like he's he's always been like an avid. I'm a Christian. He, yeah. Like all his rap has some part of that in it, mm-hmm. and the sounds mm-hmm. were starting to you know be that. I always argued that "Life of Pablo" is a gospel album. Mm. I'm like it's it's a it's a it's a hood rap. Hard rap, Definitely. but it's a gospel album. That is a praise album, top to bottom. Cause it wasn't, a, yeah, because everyone's like, oh, he's doing all this gospel stuff now. No, he's, he's been doing it yeah, all it's like, since. It's like Pablo's a got beautiful morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, it only became so many, overt with so Jesus, songs. right? Like that yeah. was the only time when it became like it actual, like thinking of himself in that, right. in that yeah. way. But even right. registration day, it was like, there were, there were notes of that. Right. So it's like, it's not crazy to me no. as, a, as a true fan. It seems this is right where he, Wanted to land. Remember when he got punked, yeah. um, and he was like, he was, tried to run off with his, his yes. Uh, stuff. But you know what set him off? Because the fucking guy that they planted, who was part of the punked crew, said, "The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away." And that, and you see the change in Kanye. He fucking flips out. He's like, and he takes it and he runs. He's just like, no, don't fucking talk about religion though. Like, it's always been there. <laughs> yeah, it's always been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like a leap. Right, right. Yeah. You know, his mental health and all that stuff is another thing, you know, and I can't speak to that, but it seems like it, even if people don't feel it, it, it seems like it's he's more balanced. Yeah. Just and just in just internally. Yeah. Sure. Um Jay-Z on the topic of Jay-Z, I feel like I have Mariah Carey to thank for letting Jay-Z, letting queer little queer boys be the entry point. See, Jay-Z. I always <laughs> knew of Jay-Z as a cultural figure, but yeah. then I think, yeah, honestly, when he was on Heartbreaker, <laughs> when he was on Heartbreaker, I was like, oh, now I like Jay-Z. Me, me being the little fag that I was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. literally trying to, trying to, like, get any Mariah content I could. She was my first concert, concert too. I yeah. saw that Rainbow album. I fuck with Mariah. She got me through that breakup, my first breakup with my boyfriend that I had for a long time. What are you yeah. listening to? Emancipation? Emancipation of Mimi. Oh, oh absolutely. Bitch, it was everything. She yeah. has, she, my friend she Michelle can say she's got one of the best albums of the past 20 years. from me. <gasps> I would stay in my room and listen to it so much. My friend Michelle comes over, Michelle and Slam come over and Michelle's like, this is not your life. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Takes the album. They forced me out because they're like, this is fucking crazy. And a week later, Michelle's like, really, I took it because I just wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that album is it's, hit after it's hit. It's the yeah. shit. It's Bob after Stay Bob. the night. Stay the, the night. night. And that was, that was oh, um, I believe Kanye produced that. Yes. It was and so I, good. Also, Say Something um, say is something, something we Snoop, can't forget. The joint with Snoop. Yep. Is Shake It Off on that album? Shake It Off on yeah. that album. Yeah. Never forget We Belong Together. We Obviously, Belong Together. Uh, we Belong Together is a classic. It's like that, I think, is a very good first single for that album. Emancipation of Mimi was a great to like, 
Y'all keep coming for me for doing like black stuff. Yes. Bitch, get off me album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good bet. Also, too. Mariah is fucking funny, which is something so I like funny. about Mariah is that she's funny and that I love that she released GTFO, Get the Fuck Out. Yes, like that yes. was just a little thing. She's funny. Like, funny. and she, she has uh, her issues as well. But you know for what sure, I mean? Sure. At, at the heart of it, I'm happy that we still have someone that's like trying to get better and trying to be honest finally she's trying to still fucking exist in this damn and world and she's got because a sense of humor because we keep trying to erase her oh no, and honestly and it ain't right either it's not right it's crazy it's like I was talking to someone I was like bro Mariah Carey made the the, the first like we haven't had a new Christmas song in how yeah. long no. centuries it's been <laughs> she is up there with the come on bro she's up yeah. there with the public domain on, classics bro. Yes. and she's that's it. That will be played forever. 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 Ever. Yeah. Like, God. come on, dog. You can't just do people. That's why I don't like that. When people just try to like do people dirty, just write like, you off. Write yeah. people off. It's like, bro, like, and I guess when you do this as a career, you see it more where you're like, sure. You're going to go through mad shit. Yes. Yeah. But yes. you just going to forget about the shit. I, that's why slaveries be crazy. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, bro, you just going to forget about the shit I did? Especially I with women. And I think especially <laughs> especially crazy. with a woman like Mariah, who's a biracial woman, yeah. who um, probably ver- struggled to find, I'm sure, I mean, she's open about struggling to find a place or identity for her her entire life. Of course. And then her musical identity in the beginning of her career being sort of a Celine Dion type to then her transitioning to R&B music and being like, not super accepted necessarily. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I'm like, Miss Fisher and Mimi was like, I'm gonna do black shit. Yeah, yes. I'm black. Yes, because it wasn't. It was. It wasn't super accepted. Mostly, I feel by the white community. Like when she started hanging out with Dame Dash and shit. Yep. It was like everyone was looking like she's stepping down. Fuck. And it's like, bro, that's bullshit. This is yeah, part and, of. And her. this is a, and and Dame Dash is not a step down. No. He's a part of the culture yes. at that point. He's a big part of the culture. And also, you have to never forget that a lot of the reason why the first five or six years of her career were what it was is because she was married to the owner of her record label, y'all. Yeah. And you don't know the darkness that that was. And I, I you know what I will say is that she actually is finishing her book. And that book is going to say a lot of shit. Wow. That book is going to say a lot of shit. I didn't know she was writing a book. No, I'm a lamb. Yeah, you're a lamb. I'm in the lamely. And I will say (laughs) that that you will, truths will be revealed. And I also went, when she did for Caution, she did like, I was invited to go to see. I love Caution. Caution is it. Her her latest album. But just real quick, because I was thinking about this. But what's crazy is on a flip when Justin Timberlake worked mm-hmm. with Timberland, that wasn't said. No, nope. so like, exactly. And he's not even. He's like, not even what? black at all. <laughs> Let's not forget. <laughs> so it's like why when Mariah's messing, you know, messing with Dame and Star mess with Jay, it's like. What's happening it's because, to this starlet? Yeah, but Justin, like that's crazy. It's because she's a woman, and obviously, and it's because she's a biracial woman, and it's also so because she's get it from both sides. It's also because she's a woman who owns her sexuality, and how dare she? Yeah, and that's how people feel. And the fact that Mariah, almost thirty years into this, is still someone that we talk about. And you know what? The reason you can never erase her from the narrative is because she writes her own shit. And that is why, like, she she will constantly reinvent herself and, like, also stay on brand. Absolutely. She, Mariah is a legend. What was your thing about Caution? You went to the Caution preview or something? So I went to, there was a preview right before Caution where she was kind of sit, sat down and it was all lambs. And I mean, yes. like, the whole room was packed. I, you were so and happy we that were night, I remember. so excited and I was so, <laughs> so happy to be there. And Mariah, I sat with Mariah Smith. And oh, we, yes. we were there and I was like, she came out 
and sat down and you could tell it meant so much to her that like people were respecting her and talking about her as a lyricist, her as a composer, as a she songwriter. She arranges her own fucking as shit. As she has composed, people, but arranged people just all forget, her stuff. Bro. Yes. They just be like, remember Mariah Carey in the tub on Cribs? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. bro. It's because A, not only is she this big personality, <laughs> but she's about? also well, happens to be one of the best singers of yes. all time. And people can't accept that you can be this larger than life personality and one of the best singers of all time and, and, one, and be this good and at writing music. And what people can't accept, again, it's like when you're Genius. on the outside looking in, it's it's just like people like watching football from your couch. Absolutely. Right? Yes. When you're on outside looking at you say a lot, like I was talking to um y'all about this. I was like, what I realize now, and this is just a limited amount of times that I've been on camera, mm -hmm. you cannot care about being on camera. No. There could be no. an amount, there could be so much like on cameraness yes. that you don't give a fuck. So people sometimes be like, they wore that on TV, and I'm like, yeah, because they're always on TV. Always yeah, on and TV. the thing they is, they don't give a fuck, man. That's, that's the they thing. did it that on you. TV, yeah. bitch. They always on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Mariah Carey did that on Crip. Nigga, she was She's at home. Always yeah. on TV. <laughs> she was at also, home. It's not for nothing. But <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? Like when you're all, like, it's it's important to you. Yeah. Everything is relative, yeah. bro. It's not important to them. No, oh God. She's got things to juggle. She didn't give that a fuck not... about Cribs, bitch. Yeah, no, she. she she showed up and had cribs. a good time on cribs. <laughs> cribs. And goddamn right, she's got a fucking like, 18 hundred foot square closet. Practice, you yeah, know, no. like cribs. Get the fuck out of here. God. Also, never forget that the whole time she's juggling being the best singer of all time and, and maintaining that, yeah. which 30 years, and it might not be what it was, but it's still something. It's still pretty good. And so that, the fact that she runs her own business as a songwriter, the fact that she has a brand to keep, and not for nothing, but she is managing bipolar disorder. Ugh. This is, and, and problems in her life and children, leave, leave Mariah alone. Leave Mariah alone. She's a legend. I mean, this is the thing, and it's like what you're saying, like watching football at home, yeah, so, the, the fucking plebes, and myself included, we're gonna be watching from the cheap seats for people who do like actual crazy Bro, fucking and shit. And the thing is like, at the end of the day, it's like once you're doing it, it on any level and you can look in a little bit you're like whoa man like chill these are yeah. just like people trying to like live yes. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like it just happens to be you do this thing like I yeah. miss the times like I miss like it just being where you didn't know shit yeah. and I can't imagine what it was like like being Beethoven cause it's like no one knew was, he just played the shit <laughs> yeah. you come he played the shit you like the shit yeah. like it Go home, yeah. discuss the shit. But no one was like, Beethoven sleeps <laughs> with his brother's brother's friend. Yeah, like, yeah, no yeah, one, yeah, no yeah, one yeah. gave a fuck. Yeah, no. no one gave a fuck. Yeah. Beethoven at, was probably a damn fag. At some point, <laughs> at some point, it's a it culture like, number six. Beethoven, Beethoven was, was probably, probably a, a damn, damn fag. fag. <laughs> it was, it's, at some point, though, I don't know what happened. And it's always grossed me out. And it's maybe because I, I've grown up with like celebrity in my family. And, yeah, like, yeah. But it's always bothered me that the public at some point felt like they had rights to your life. No. Not no, no. not your creative, not not right to decide to support you creatively or not. Not a right to buy your music, but rights to your life. Yeah. To your personal life, to your personal decisions. Mm -hmm. And they get to determine what those should and shouldn't be. And it's so wild and gross to me. It's yeah, like it's disgusting. What, how do you feel like you're owed that? And then it's because they think they're owed your success. Yeah. They think your success is completely dependent on them mm -hmm. and they don't give any credit to the fact that like right. you had to do a bunch of shit for them to even see you. 
Oh my god! <laughs> so it's like, yeah, what kind of nut shit is that? Yeah, when you gotta go out and you gotta apologize for some personal shit you did in your house mm-hmm. <laughs> to a bunch of people you don't, don't know. fucking know. Yes, yeah, because they're mad and they deserve it because without you, there is no them. Oh it's god. like the first celebrity to cowtail fuck you because you ruined it for everybody yeah. you should have just told him to lick your ass mind your business buy the shit or don't <laughs> or don't you should have told you know him to I mean? lick, lick your ass, ass. <laughs> that's actually little culture number 14 number number 19, 19. you, you should have just told him to lick your ass and also buy your shit or, buy your buy shit or don't and also leave Mariah alone as a little culture number 50 leave, <laughs> leave Mariah, Mariah alone. alone great you know Honestly, what I mean it's yes. just like what the fuck motherfuckers aren't like the people that like they could a motherfucker could poison us with lettuce yeah that nigga don't gotta come on tv and be like i'm sorry to no we're just like don't eat the lettuce you eat the lettuce don't eat the lettuce, <laughs> don't eat the lettuce. you probably shouldn't have a motherfucker could poison a motherfucker could poison us with lettuce let me tell you see wild wild country and you would never think you get poisoned with lettuce but like, there you are in the damn house never has to apologize. we will You're demand right. an apology i know for yeah. britney for spears demand i yeah. know for britney spears who can barely lift her head up oh, let her be let her be let her be let okay. her paint there's some energy we got to move on to i don't think so we got to move on to i don't think so honey okay. this is the one minute segment of lost culture is where we absolutely go off on something in culture that we're saying <laughs> you thought so no no this is a thing that we don't like no more do and we want to say i actually do have something and this is a little bit off the beaten path but i'm happy that it's finally being addressed great okay i'm i okay i'm so happy i'm so excited for this this is matt rogers i don't think so honey your time starts now i don't think so honey those urinals at the restrooms in the airport with the little flies on them oh, you've seen in jfk yeah. there's the little flies the drawn on the urinals what the fuck is that they're on all of them i don't think so honey you're making me pee on a bug i don't think so honey that they're drawn so <laughs> realistically i almost and i really don't think things honey myself because i almost took a picture of the urinal no. that had my own piss in it to make sure that people would recognize what i was talking about but if you are using male restrooms in the airport i think at jfk and lax you know what i'm talking about it's these urinals and inside the urinals on the thing that you pee on which is aka the back of the urinal there is a little fly drawn on every single one bowen confirm confirm 15 yeah. seconds what is that I don't think so, honey. It has me thinking about like, uh, and now I'm aiming for it because it's there. I'm a very good aimer when (laughs) I pee. I don't think so, honey. This like mm, this art artistness on the urinals, and that's one minute. I think. This what is, is it? I think it's so that you do aim, and so that there's not a lot of splatter and backsplash. So they're trying to get me to target my piss? So that, the, they're so trying that, to train you. They're baby. trying to train you so that okay. your piss doesn't go to the side, because it doesn't fly around. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, saying? but first of all, I didn't need that. I'm a civilized person. Because if you're shooting... <laughs> if you, stop. My pee fly around. Because if, if you're pointing your dick like perpendicular to the actual surface, then it's, then it's going to splash back. And then I have never had this the problem. The custodian's going to have to clean up a bunch of dried piss off the floor and the later. the fact that you understand all this means your piss is crazy. It means that you're a crazy pee. I'm uncut and people with foreskin, we can't control our aim as well. as, Bitch, as you, you better be uncut. Thank you. I'm cut. That's cut, I, that's cut I, privilege. I, I, I had nothing that's to do with it. fucking privilege. privilege. If I could go back, I would cut be uncut. Privilege. Cut privilege. I, would, I, would, I would reach my baby hand up out of the damn thing and say, stop, stop it now. It. Put that I'd down. I'd say, stop, I said. Stop, I said. Put, put those. Stop, I said. Now, put, I said. Put that. Put that snipper down, down, I said. Yeah. Okay, I've got something. All right, Bowen Yang. This is Bowen Yang's I don't...
think so, honey, on this episode of Las Culturistas, and it's time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Melatonin, bitch, <laughs> you don't work. Get a real job. You Facts. are not happening for me in the right possible ways. I take one of you. I take one little gummy. Knocks me out for four hours. I wake up the next day, groggy as hell. Can't fall back. Can't fall back asleep because my hormones are like, nope. You've had enough. It fucks you up and it 100%. actually does more damage than it does any good. And melatonin, I don't like this whole thing where you're like, oh, it's um, it's not dangerous. It's actually, it's naturally produced by your body. No melatonin. If I can get you in gummy form, that means that you, you've, you've done something bad in the world and that <laughs> my body does it flushes you out and I don't actually need you. Let's, I, we got to break away from the gummies in general. This is, this is, this is what I don't think so about gummy supplements seconds. in general. It cannot feel like candy or else kids Kids will eat it and OD on vitamin C and fish Very oils. That. So um, I'm looking out for the children. Melatonin, Five you're seconds. busted. You're done. Melatonin, if you come for me and my family, I will sue. That's one minute. And I'm happy that you incorporated <laughs> I will sue. You know, it's my, my new, favorite thing. My new say. catchphrase. I think that you are correct. Melatonin doesn't work. And I believe that every single melatonin is a placebo. Absolutely. That's what I have to say about that. You never feel great the next day. You never feel well rested. No, that's just fuck me. melatonin. Fuck melatonin. Thank you, Sam. Sam, do you have a topic that you'd like to go off on? I could. I don't know if I could go off that long. Yeah, you, yeah d- well, d- you could just, just chat at your own we, pace. We, we, we're, we're stupid. We run out of steam like 30 seconds and then we just like say dry brush. Oh, so, well, you, speak yeah. for yourself. Speak but, for yourself. Well, but that's I just mean, me. yeah, sure. Okay, great. So this is Sam J's <laughs> I Don't Think So, <laughs> I like Honey. I have to. You, know? you have to. Well, you do. You do have to. This is Sam J's I Don't Think So, Honey. Her time starts now. Okay. Uh, I don't think so, honey, to the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yes! I really, I'm over this fucking sandwich. First of all, what's pissing me off is the games that Popeye's playing. It sucks. It's like, you're a fucking chicken business. You don't got enough sandwiches, bitch. Yeah. It's just chicken and bread. What, like, what is the deal that y'all wanted this thirst over the sandwich? Like, Popeye's is jerking off over the fact that people are like stabbing people. Yes! Are like rolling people over, are like mm. being fucking crazy. 30 seconds. Over this sandwich. And like, I don't think so, honey, to the white man that runs Popeyes <gasps> that just wanted niggas to look crazy over some chicken. I don't appreciate it. Fuck. It is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And it's like also probably not even that fucking good. Like I had one when it first came out and it was straight, seconds. but not enough to kill anybody over it. <laughs> not enough to kill anybody over it. It's video after video of people just acting insane. Five like, seconds. So white dude went inside the Popeyes. Yelled at everybody, called them a nigger over the sandwich. <gasps> then they beat him up outside, took the sandwiches from him. It's like, is this where we are, America? Oh my god. And we god. wonder why this shit is going on. We need to let the Russians take this bitch. We don't know <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> and that's one Unbelievable. minute. Unbelievable. <gasps> so let me tell you it, the, the stabbings. Stabbings are happening. This is, <laughs> this is new it's true. Crazy. I saw the news. Over the Popeye's chicken sandwich? This yes. week, this week, someone in line stabbed someone. <laughs> Over the sandwich. <laughs> Over the and then we're like, and we want respect around the world. Yeah, I know. Like, and we're fighting over chicken dying. sandwich. And, like, people are dying for real reasons. And we're like, you know, man, we need a sandwich? Do we genuinely, it's just crazy. generally prefer the chicken from Popeye's over the chicken from KFC? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, is good. I think KFC went way left. What happened to KFC was when they said that they was growing the chickens in a lab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they was making like, and they showed that crazy looking chicken. And everyone was like, we good. Oh, uh, we're actually okay. Yeah. <laughs> Popeye's They like, never recovered from that rumor. I yeah. know. It was like, probably not even true, but. Yeah. Okay. You can't have a white man sell, like the face of a white man sell you chicken. Popeye's realized Colonel that Sanders too. Now, now it's Reba. Reba. I hate that Colonel lady. Sanders. I hate the Popeye's lady. 
Oh, oh I don't know the who's the Popeyes lady. The one she just. Oh fuck. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do like that. It's like you, it, it exhausted you. And I don't you. hate her as a person. But sure, sure, sure. Lord, Lord, get but her off the camera, please. Popeyes has better mashed potatoes than any other okay, place. Okay, okay. I just wish that like she could just still be normal. Like why can't she? I don't get why the lady just can't come out and go. Popeyes has great chicken. You know what does she do? It's just be like, honey, you want chicken? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like like WB Frog shit. Like, come on, oh man. no, WB Frog. Holy shit. Um. Well, this. The, yeah, you're totally right. It's artificial scarcity. It's like when they like purposely make something scarce so that it, there's more buzz. Yes, it. but yeah. it's like people are dying. Popeyes, y'all are being Jordan right now when we were shooting over sneakers. Fuck, mm, y'all yeah. gotta do better. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not Jordan. You're Give not Jordan. the people the sandwiches. Yeah, Give the people the sandwiches. Move on. Um. Sam has canceled me on the internet for um, ordering Chick-fil-A at the writer's. At the yeah, well, I have to say, I, I can confirm that there are days when Bowen looks me in my eyes and wants to go out of our way to go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I'm saying to him, no. Wow. Well, that it's a Colorado thing because, I mean, Mormon country. No, don't do that. So We can all overcome I, our past. I still eat Chick-fil-A. I'm not going to act like I'm I am I'm canceling cancel culture on both of you. Okay. You don't eat Chick-fil-A at all? No! They, they're closed on Sunday. You have Sundays. to do that, though, because you white. Reparations, my nigga. <laughs> you need to abstain. But, like, I already got to take so right. many L's. Yeah. I'm not giving up chick. You know how much stuff I got to give up just being black? I'm not giving chick for Absolutely. Well, Bowen Yang is up. not off the hook for that one. No, you cannot he got be- Asian stuff. <laughs> no, boo. You alone. You supposed to you supposed to fight the Chick-fil-A yes. fight, bitch. This is your fight. That is your Honestly, fight. Honestly, I'll, I'll take it on as my fight. That ain't I mine. Will, I will. That ain't mine. I'm getting my lemonade my fries. <laughs> If Popeyes can't get it together, I understand you. Have to, our only option is Chick Fil A. This has been a fantastic. Episode. I love this episode. I loved it this so much. This is so great. Sam, thank it, you for joining us. Had it all. Thank you for fun. being here. Um, we close every episode with this song. Heartbreak, you got, got the best of me, but I just keep on coming back incessantly. Oh, why did you have to run your game on me? I should have known right from the start. You go and break my heart. Give me your love. Give me your love. Give me your love. We love you, Mariah. We 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 stand. We won't leave you alone. Bye. <laughs> Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.